Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Players Club Podcast and another episode of VGU.TV's Game of the Year Deliberations Part 3. We're back with the cast once again. I am Emmett Watkins Jr., joined here today by a grade A gaggle of uh people i don't know <laughs> uh, yeah let's go with that <laughs> uh starting with the voice you just heard there alan mir how's it going homie so 20 years ago this year my ego cards are stolen third grade oh. <laughs> damn <Rip. laughs> oh man r.i.p to those Yu-Gi-Oh cards <laughs> Hey, at least they weren't fake and you spent $3 million on them. Reference to current news. Uh, wait, any, did, no one knows what that is. Jake Paul bought a bunch of Pokemon yeah. cards that were fake. That was Logan. Oh, yeah, it is Logan Paul. You're right. I, I can't tell them part. Heck, anyway. I just can't catch a break. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, having $3 million to spend on Pokemon cards is in and of itself a pretty good break. But Damn you, cancel mis- culture. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Speaking of cancel culture, that's the voice of Graydon Webb you just heard there. How's it going? <laughs> oh, I've not been canceled yet. Yes, I am Graydon Webb. I bring the grade to the grade A gaggle. And <laughs> my, might I just say I enjoyed the somber opening to this? Like, I just I just like the thought of it being like, if you're not listening to this as a 12 hour bout, like uh, oh my God. Lord of the Rings marathon, <laughs> you're really not living so i just like the thought that we just pick up as we left off the next I, one we just won't even do intros we'll just go right the fuck into it how did yeah. you know i ordered the summerillion oh wow <laughs> oh man we're full of obscure references and speaking of obscure references also welcome back to the show uh josh miller how's it going i'm sitting here watching the chiefs game i got a soda next to me i am ready to talk some video games so let's just get this going oh yeah josh has a very big football game going on right now yeah they're doing pretty good too i'm enjoying this how are the kittens are they still with you we have to take them to the vet tomorrow uh one of them in particular has some thing going on that we need to get checked out so hopefully it's not too serious oh boy see i can't imagine that i've never had an animal that was like big like i've just had birds and fish all my life but the thought of having like an animal that's very young have a problem is devastating to me hey man at least you're not emily oh (laughs) Emily, uh, the owner of a very large red dog. Anyway, oh welcome. My <laughs> welcome. Oh my god! Jesus oh, I'm proud of that one. I, I am just... really proud of that one. <laughs> leaving the Discord. I'm leaving right now. Oh, <laughs> leave, Craig. Get out of here. We're done. Well, hey, if you leave the Discord, you'll miss the Discord about all these special categories we have for part well, three. I'm back of in. Game I'm back in of it. the year. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go through these categories here because it's going to be a little bit of a different type of episode here because we got some new categories here for the first time that's going to involve some uh, some technical know-how. Um, but first, let's go ahead and list these categories here. Uh, number one, we have Best Original Soundtrack uh, with all of our different nominees and such. Then we have Best Nonviolent Game followed by Zeitgeist of the Year, sponsored by Among Us. Also, Best Nonviolent Game was sponsored by Spirit Fair, last year's winner also. 
Uh, then we have after Zeitgeist of the Year, we have Strongest Vibe. Then we have Best Performance. And I believe that's it. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, that's it. Those five. That is it for this episode. Um, now, here's what I'm going to here's what I'm going to put to you all first before we get cracking here. Do we want to save best original score slash soundtrack for the end or go ahead and do it in order as we have it now and do it at the beginning? Because I don't know if it's going to be a long conversation, but if we're going to be listening to songs a lot, that might extend the length of time here. So how do y'all want to do it? Hmm. I vote end. That's yeah, let's vote. just go ahead and do the end. Okay. All right. In that case, that's that's I'm also for the end. So I guess that's three. So we'll go ahead and save original score and soundtrack for the end. Look forward to that because I think that's going to be an interesting conversation. But today... We're going to start with one that I think is going to be pretty, maybe pretty easy. We're about to see uh, best nonviolent game sponsored by Spirit Fair. Uh, so we're going to kick it off here. And here are the nominees for this one that we're going to argue down. And also, if you haven't w listened to the other episodes, um, we're basically making top threes for all of these. And then once we get to our favorite three, we'll arrange them in order, you know, best then number two than number three uh so that's what we're going for starting with nonviolent game and your nominees are rain on your parade omno new pokemon snap kiwi the artful escape forza horizon 5 xo1 unpacking and lake now um hmm, is an eclectic group of games i'm gonna say right now i'll say my god damn it this is really difficult my number one with a bullet because that's I, that's can oh, i wait. argue for one to get just jettisoned into space please tell me which one uh forza Ooh, really Ooh, that's, mainly uh... due to the fact that i realized that we should have we should have kept best uh sports slash uh simula simulation game because then we could have worked in different different games, which like any Madden NHL, like the either the current ones, or we could have lumped in the stuff from most addicting or most addictive games into that. Uh, yeah, you got a point. You got a point. Uh, I feel like I number one, I will say I agree with your point just in general, like that category could have you know, giving us more room to use stuff like MLB and Forza and, you know, Madden and all that stuff, like you said. But for best nonviolent game, I don't think, here's the thing I don't want to restrict us. Here's something I don't want to restrict us here with this category. I don't want us to feel like, all right, best nonviolent game means we have to choose the game that is the most family friendly, that is the most cute, because it's not necessarily asking that. It's just the best game that doesn't result, that doesn't revolve around violence. And I'm open to Forza Horizon 5 enough to where I don't want to outright delete it. I wouldn't vote for it, but I'm open to it enough to where I don't want to delete it. If I had to be, I'm gonna say this right now, I would probably delete Kiwi and New Pokemon Snap. That's just me over that opinion. And you can start with, we go with like the number one. Um, I will say Kiwi was, Kiwi was my number two. Okay. Um, but you want like my number one game I would pick out of this? Yeah, yeah. What's your number one? Uh, because I have foregone it in an earlier category and I plan to forego it in a later category, I think it fits here the best. And I am going with Omno. 
Oh, thank God. All so right. am I. Oh, thank God. <laughs> As your number one? Yeah. I that is that is the most that's the, the one game I've played this year that or last year, technically. That made me feel at peace. Dude. Yeah. It's a genuinely oh. great game. Oh, this tickles my loins. Josh, are you on this train as well? Uh, not so much, but <laughs> did you play? You it, can understand it, but you're not. I played. Correct. I played part of it. I just kind of got bored with it. Okay, I understand. It's really. It's yeah. not. It's not a for everyone kind of thing. It's kind of like if you took the uh, it's atmosphere like of if, journey. Yes, but I also want to say, and and I feel like I could be wrong in this. It's kind of like if you took a collectathon game and took out the combat. Yeah. Uh, I I really do think it is. I think it's like what if Rare made a journey like <laughs> Yeah, like Spyro without the bad guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just yeah. run around, get your things and uh and unlock that cuz it is kind of a puzzle game in certain spots. Um it is a puzzle game, but like it feels the thing about Omno is that it's not stressful. Like the fact that there are no enemies, every single other NPC in this game are things you just interact with just for fun or for your little speed crystals that you get. Um, and even the puzzles that are in here, a couple of them are timing based, but the windows are wide enough to where you don't feel like you're ever getting frustrated. Yeah. So honestly, I think Omno was, I would, but for me, when I was conflicted on what's my number one, it was between Omno or unpacking. Where Omno is probably objectively my number one, but Unpacking, I feel like, needs to be on here. Unpacking is my number three. I would agree with Unpacking being on here. Unpacking is a beautiful fucking game. I don't think enough people talked about it. I don't, which is why I, you'll see later, I don't believe in it for Zeitgeist, and I don't really know how it made the list. But I don't <laughs> think that enough people played it. I think it's one of the most unique games I've ever played in my entire life and it deserves a spot. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Uh, it seems like we're generally, okay, I'm going to go ahead and highlight Omno. Um, and let me ask Al, are you against unpacking being on here? So I'm not against unpacking, but I want to make sure another game gets its, it's due. And that and game that's, is Blake. Okay. I respect that. I've just got to play Lake. Okay, so I only I got as far as basically the demo was back well, back when that released. Mm -hmm. Because oddly the it uh Lake was having issues running on my computer. So to run it on the Xbox. Um respect hmm. that. Lake Omno um, and from what you guys are from, I'm, and I'm assuming this from what you guys are saying and from the uh, the video on the YouTube channel that Graydon did of unpacking that these are all cathartic, therapeutic, just blissful um, experiences. Definitely. This ultra. And oh, I, I don't know what it says about me that a video game made me feel this way about uh, mail like or the delivery people. Yeah, it made me uh, understand their plight. Hmm. Yeah, now you know what it means to go postal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. That, that one might have been really bad. <laughs> I I wasn't even near the mic and I leaned back here to just just call out that terrible pun. I'm now going to move away again. I'm like the opposite of Tezande. I move toward the mic <laughs> to shit on Emmett. Okay, so Link hasn't on Twitter on uh, on some reviews I've seen, I, people haven't have been generally feeling met on on Lake, hmm. and I I can't be the arbiter of well, what do you mean this game is a is a phenomenon phenomenon because I, I didn't play I was only able to play thirty forty five minutes of it. Okay, but it's the little you did play did resonate with you. It sounds like yeah. Um, there's a great there's there's a Seinfeld bit, and it's not the meme that's been going, making them making the rounds. Oh. <laughs> where Kramer gets he somehow fumbles his way into a, into a job, at like a at like a corporate place. Hmm. Okay. And he's um he's it's, it's basically his commute to work every day, taking the subway and all that to the song to the song uh my baby takes the morning train. Ah. Okay. And he's and he, Mike Richards express like the way he's playing it is like he's having a ball. Like his his um briefcase just has crackers in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Be careful, we might get banned. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, he's, uh he's he's he said worse. Yeah, <laughs> that's no. true. Kramer has definitely said worse. Jesus hey, Christ! I had to throw out my Kramer shirt. Hey man, more but like. Did you have the Kramer. fucking the the painting of him? Yes. Oh my god, you mean the shirt that everyone had in like seventh grade? Yeah, the one. That oh, I, ha- I had that had in like fifth grade. Romeo and Juliet <laughs> remake. <laughs> what? Didn't well, okay. It wasn't the same shirt Kramer wore, but like Leo DiCaprio was wearing a bunch of Hawaiian shirts in the Romeo and Juliet remake from like '97. Oh, Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah, that one. <laughs> the one with guns and lowriders. Yeah, the gun that just has the word sword written on it. God, what a film. <laughs> okay, but uh, enough of my rambling. Yeah. So if I okay. if I had to mm-hmm. like my one my one two three would be like Omno at one, unpacking at two. Like a three. See, okay, I I don't hate that, and it seems like we're positive enough on on, on unpacking. Where I'm gonna go ahead and italicize that as well. Um, now the thing I want to say, I don't hate Lake at number three. I do not dislike that. Is anyone? Because it seems like you only played a little bit of Lake, and I like the vibe of Lake, even though I haven't been able to try it out myself. Does anyone want to fight super hard about something else over Lake? I'm just leaving the floor open for that first. Um, I'll let Josh say what I'm sure he's thinking about before I say anything else. Hmm. Okay. What, what's up with you? Honestly, I can't say I'm like super strong about any of them because I mean they're all kind of good fits. Um. I mean, if I had my three, it would be unpacking Forza and Pokemon Snap. Hmm. Um. There's but really, I can see why all of these would be on there, so I can't really complain too much. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. All right, Graydon, what, what's your input then? You're going to find out in just a moment. I, mm, I'll, I'll say this real quick, just to say, just to add to it. I would feel like, because you said 
Josh, you said unpacking Forza and Pokemon Snap. Um, yes. I feel like I'm with you on Forza. I, I feel like I would put Forza on here over Lake. Not because Lake is bad at all, because I haven't played Lake. But I have played Forza. And even though Forza isn't for me, I do feel like what it does resonated so much with so many people that it does have a very satisfying gameplay loop and everything, but it is more typically it's the thing I want to reward it for is that it does have that similar RPG gameplay loop where you're ranking up cars and you're earning all these points. It has that type of progression without you having the, you know, score headshots without you having to do anything violent that you typically attach to that type of progression system and that type of scoring system. It does it all with cars. And I think that's really fun and really effective. Uh, mm. And it's easy too. You just like jump in and just drive and you will level up. You'll get experience, whatever. Just doing anything. (laughs) Going over every little tiny hill or whatever. And it's it's really cool. Um, Having the like customization aspects where you can just go and create what you want your car to look like and share that with others or find a barn and gift some other people a car if they don't have one. It's there's like just a lot of cool things that I appreciate in Forza. Yeah. Easily the most rewarding game on this list overall. Um, I don't know if Graydon has anything to refute that though. Um, I'm sorry, a DoorDash called in the middle of that, so I didn't really hear <laughs> the majority of it. I came in on the back end where you were talking about customizing cars, and I assume it was talking about Forza. Um, right? Is that what we were talking about? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so wait, like, wait. Everybody go? Wow. Gr- Grain, is, is your new side hustle uh, being a DoorDasher? <laughs> no my i wish it was no i <laughs> for some reason like my, my girlfriend ordered doordash and for some reason they call me so <laughs> i had to give them directions to a house that's 20 minutes away from me so that was fun um <laughs> but yeah forza speaking of directions <laughs> uh just follow the green line am i right anyway um <laughs> That's what I'm gonna be doing tomorrow when I get my get my booster. Oh damn! Uh, so Forza, um, it was fun. I I I didn't play a whole lot of it. I did get that sweet controller though, um, and uh, it's it's a good game. Do I think it belongs as a top three? No, because I do think that there are better games that fit the bill on here. I do agree in the pantheon of nonviolent games, it counts. But I have made a note that, like, for next year, we should stick with that. Um, what what Alan said about like simulators and sports game. I think that that would be that would be great, and we could put this in here. I do think it's a great game. Um, is it in any other category? Like, was it a game of the year contender? No, it's not. Um, it's not game of the year. Holy hell! <laughs> no. Um, it actually, actually, if we get rid of it. It is the last time it should. Nope, it's in Zeitgeist. Um, but good, good. Yeah, I'm thinking, Emma, did your mic change or get unplugged or something? Uh, no, the power went out, so I'm talking to you from the phone. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, glad I gave an update. We're we're in the middle of a snow thingy here in North Georgia, so apologies for that. But I'll switch back as soon as things are back on. Oh wow. Um, well, the power's on. It's just rebooting. <laughs> 
Gotcha, gotcha. Well, stay safe and don't pick Forza Horizon 5. <laughs> All right, so... I do have a, uh, a thing to propose, though. And I know that we don't want to spend a whole lot of time on here and we should start making deletions anyway, but did anybody play Artful Escape? I played a little bit of it. Okay, do you think it belongs on here? Like, like is it like really that great to put it on here? I wasn't really feeling it. It oh. does fit the nonviolent aspect of it, but... I look forward to playing it ultimately, but I never got around to it. Maybe we should get rid of it. I'm good with yeah. it now. All right. I'm going to go ahead and delete it here. Um, shout out to phones being able to do stuff computers can so I can <laughs> participate. Um, so, yeah, I went ahead also, and took off our full escape. That's another one I want to play, but haven't done it so yet. Also, um, I'll just take the hit. Kiwi is a fantastic game. Um played that that was one of those ones that i got to play with the dev at pax east and it's just like one of those nice ones that's like oh this is why you go to a convention like this like so you can really see on the ground floor why this game is beautiful and kiwi is fun as hell friend and my a friend of mine and me got really addicted to it and uh josh being a family man kiwi is perfect for like hectic uh party play even even any of you like alan and your niece emmett and your brother anybody would love this game like like if you got somebody to play a game with kiwi is a lot of fun um and i recommend it to everybody but i know that none of y'all played it so we can just get rid of it <laughs> all right i think that's time fine. can be said for rain on your parade am i the only one who's played that one um, I tried to get on top of it, but I haven't done so yet. Yeah, I haven't either. But I know. That I mean, it's a super a cute game. Basically, you make like your little cardboard cloud, um, and then you go around the different levels and solve kind of like little puzzles. Um, it's super easy. It's charming. Um, it's funny. Um, but it, it can go if I'm the only one who's played it. But if anyone has not tried it, I I do think you should give it a try. Yeah, it's on Game Pass, so shout out to that. I have it installed, so there's one point. <laughs> um, and I'll go ahead and say this. I'm not sure. Uh-oh. Did oh, you get man. cut off? Wow, he got sucked into the Phantom Zone. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, oh, my God. We, we, we are not allowed to mention that podcast. <laughs> we are not allowed to mention that podcast. <laughs> fan, yeah, fan. We, are, we will be faced. We will be sent litigation. It's just like Phantom Zone is a product of it. <laughs> it's not affiliated, nor is it a. Uh... I'm guessing the power came back on. <laughs> so yeah, I wonder if that screwed him up at all. <laughs> well, let's just. Okay, I will say that I, I, out of Exo One is the only one, no pun intended, that I didn't play. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, I. I mean, it took me about five months to actually get around to actually playing Pokemon Snap. Oh, I have to turn tables. <laughs> so it seems like we're safe in deleting X01, I suppose. I've just yet to play it, but I really liked the demo when I got to play it. And um, I look forward to playing it. But yeah, I'm not going to. I don't have a horse in the race. Yeah, think, it is it was... definitely cool. Yeah, I think it was, I want to say Janet Garcia, she mentioned it, saying that's basically like um, 3D, like super nice looking tiny wings. 
Yes. Yeah. That's and that's like so perfect. Uh, it, it's really cool. Um, I like the different environments you go in. There's one level that kind of maybe two levels that I would say kind of ruin the whole uh, mechanic of it. Um, Towards the end? Yeah. Wait, are you talking about one with water? <laughs> there's one with water, and then there's another with a forest. Oh, God. I hated, I hated it. All right. I'm only like partway through the game, but knowing the type of mechanics that is with a forest, that just sounds like pain. Um, all right. Well, I, I'm going like to go ahead and delete it. Any one of those games where you play a paper plane and you have to fly through fucking trees? <laughs> oh, yeah. Life slide. I hate that shit. Yeah, well, I know Life Slide. Life Slide is about a paper plane, but I'm thinking more EA Sports Playground for the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. god! <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody? <laughs> you're you're on your own on that one, buddy. <laughs> that was a fantastic game. That unironically, if that is a game that you've never played, find that on eBay and enjoy it. It is a genuinely well, fun game. All right. Well, we got one recommendation here, um, <laughs> but yeah. Went ahead and took off uh, XO one. I will say I would have fought harder for XO one if Forza five and Lake wasn't on here. Now here's what I'm gonna say: New Pokemon Snap. I respect the hell out of you. I think it's time. I think it's <laughs> I think it's time to delete it because I feel like it's gonna be between Lake and Forza, and In- unless you really want to make a impassioned plea for Snap. I want to say this about Snap. I think. That it's super chill to just jump in a little ride-along pod and take pictures of cute little Pokemon doing just fun things. You want to catch Pikachu, like, running over to a surfboard or some um, score bunny just kind of running around every time you want to take a picture of him and he's, like, getting a little fire off. It's, it's just cute. It's adorable. I like it. I would take it over Lake and Omno, but if no one else feels strongly about it, (laughs) take it off. Well, you cook it with fire. Uh, (laughs) I don't know how this (laughs) works. In any case, all right. Does anyone else want to get on the train for Snap over Lake or Forza? All right. That silence is deafening. Um, Guess it's time. Sorry to say, but Pokemon Snap. I mean, I'm going to keep it real with you, Chief. Pokemon's gotten enough love on this fucking game of the year. <laughs> oh, you're still bitter. He's still bitter. It's not this that guy. I'm bitter. It's not that I'm bitter. It's just that like there's a limit. <laughs> <laughs> At a certain point, it gets one? crazy. Uh, well, we let it win one category, but there were like two entries from Pokemon in one of these categories. I want to say, or I'm just tripping. No, that oh, was that, that was Dragon, Dragon Ball Z. Ball. <laughs> yeah, that that definitely was Dragon Ball. I'm tripping. <laughs> But in any case, I I think Pokemon Snap, I will commend it for the fact that they even made a new one of those, but it didn't really make all that many waves when it dropped, and it just seems like, you know, it's not even the best version of that. So uh, Also, also yeah. I just want to say that they really kind of missed out on their opportunity to have it really be, like, take advantage of, um, like, I know Switch is... Nintendo's most popular um, platform since the Wii. But a new Pokemon Snap Pokemon game Snap. would be like Pokemon Snap would be perfect for would have been perfect for Wii U. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, it came out on Switch, so it's like 
close, but I also do fully agree with you that literally they had demos where people were like, that's basically Pokemon Snap without Pokemon. So they know. could make it a mobile game, just make it an AR game. Eh. Like if only it was that your simple. Pokemon Go thing. <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> Snap to the polls. Yeah, that's true. That because they had AR and Pokemon or yeah, Pokemon Go so much. Yeah, that could work, but for the sake of this category, now that I'm back into the setup because everything's back online, um, let's see here. We got so right now we have Omno, we have Fort Five, we have Unpacking and Lake. Let's have this battle right now. It's Fort Five versus Lake because I, even though I know you said you would have taken Pokemon over Omno and Unpacking, this is what we got. It seems like Omno's a consensus and Unpacking's a consensus. So, Fort versus Lake. I'm gonna put my flag even though i respect the hell out of lake i feel like not enough of not enough of us have played it to really have opinion strong enough to give it an award i like the vibe of lake but i played forza and i think forza deserves to be on here a little bit more because it is a little bit more captivating than lake and you know the fact it's on there for zeitgeist of the year kind of proves that i think um does anyone want to so i'm i'm team for i'm team forza um let's let's do Graydon first Graydon are you team Forza or team Lake um I really liked the demo for Lake and I really liked the aesthetic of Lake it was one of my most anticipated games of the year um I'm very excited to play it ultimately there I love indie games and I love how a lot of them are non-violent there's another one that I would have also loved to have nominate, which was a juggler's tale that I bought and never got around to this year. And like, I've just never gotten around to a ton of these games that would have been really fun to play. That being said, um, I didn't play it and I played Forza <laughs> and Forza is good. Forza is very good. And <sighs> Forza and Zeitgeist even, it's like oh. that good. Uh, hmm. Here's this is hard. Forza at number three, and rearrange Omno and unpacking above that. I think that will give you the representation of indie in this category because this really does feel like an indie category. But I also think it is super duper worth shouting out Forza for you know being the type of game it is, even if it is a AAA title. For as good of a game that it is, I think it deserves to be here. But um, yeah, I think ultimately. Even though I think Lake we just didn't play. I, that's really where it comes to. I feel like it's just not appropriate for us to be giving it this much glow up when we really don't have that much game time to back it up. None of not, none of us beat it. <laughs> you know? I don't know if y'all heard any of that, but that's what I feel. <laughs> I heard you. Okay, okay. Whew, I would agree I'm with worried. it. Okay. So I, I'm going to move this to Al. Al, are you okay if we remove Lake? I mean, my gif, the gif I just shared expresses everything how i feel yeah, let me see let me see oh well <laughs> i mean yeah it's it's the slow zoom on ben affleck as he thinks about the eldritch horrors that are awakening inside of his body that gif um no one knows what that gif I, me explaining that was a it's, poor explanation it's the batman v superman um, yep yeah mm -hmm. when henry cavill's explaining shit yeah that's the one um but yeah in any case i mean you you liked Omno a lot. You liked unpacking a lot. We got it on here. So what 
I'll guarantee it. We're all going to play Lake within the next 12 months, and then we're going to come back, and it's going to be on uh, why did we take so long. <laughs> so trust me, it will come back. I've went ahead and struck Lake from the record. All right. Are, is anyone mad about that? <laughs> all right. We're good. All right. So now that we have our three, we have Omno, we have Unpacking, we have Forza Horizon 5. I'm thinking, who, I forget which one of y'all said it, but uh, Omno number one, Unpacking number two, Forza 5 number three. I like that ranking. So y'all want to go with it? I like that. I'm fine with that. Hells yeah. So I'm making it so. So let me uh, get my tippy types on and hope that my mic doesn't disconnect again because I I, that was very disorienting. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said a whole three sentences and y'all are like just talking over me and I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you were like, you were like, let me say something disappears. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be like, really he's, funny. <laughs> he's going to contradict me. Okay, what is it? You talk a big game. <laughs> then he don't bring that game <laughs> bring that game boy <laughs> he walks oh, off the court my god yeah just gave up uh so yeah so we've now come to the end of this category for best non-violent game sponsored by spirit fair uh we have number three forza horizon five number two unpacking and number one omno so glad omno got an award that's like one of my most underrated games of the year so i'm so glad that got some shine yeah that's uh, definitely on my game of the year list oh hell yeah oh i can't wait till we get that later um but for now we're gonna go ahead and talk about zeitgeist of the year sponsored by among us which of course was the winner last year and the nominees are outriders knockout city Splitgate, forza horizon 5 NFTs and quote unquote metaverse. I, I want to come back to that one in a minute. Uh, G4, Pokemon Unite, Unpacking, Valheim, and Nickelodeon All Star. It's All Star Brawl, actually. <laughs> uh, apologies, because I talk about PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale all the time. So, I'll, uh, easy mistake. I understand. <laughs> That's all right. I, I put that on there. So, that was my, my bad. But I also called unpacking unboxing so i switched that up before we got to this category <laughs> uh it's just it's just uh it's just the mike tyson game but in reverse uh, <laughs> anyway no, so unboxing is the uh, expansion for youtubers life oh yeah good good one i like that one um free on twitch prime right now i think no that was last month never mind anyway uh the one that i want to call out here nfts and metaverse i don't want to delete it i want to take off the metaverse part because i think nfts is enough <laughs> okay yeah that's fine because there were a lot of metaverse headlines but i feel like most of the metaverse stuff was i'll say it like this nfts people are already making a thing metaverse this year at least in 2021 I think metaverse is more of a thing people were trying to make a thing. They're trying to introduce it so people can start making stuff for it. And we'll probably hear a lot about it at the end of 2022. Yes, when the world is in in flames. Or under snow. <laughs> True. Yeah, in the case of this hot, hot ass southern state. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I'm I like NFTs as a nominee on here. Mm, okay, so. There's a couple that I want to ask. I'm just going to put on the platform to throw away. I'm going to say both Outriders, which y'all know I like Outriders, so that's a lot for me to say, and also G4. Now, let me, let me explain. 
Outriders was a zeitgeist of the year, but it was a flash in the pan. It was very popular. And after like a good two weeks where everyone was playing it, no one talked about it again to the point where a lot of people don't even remember it came out last year. That's that's why I feel like it's not so much of a zeitgeist. I think it was only a zeitgeist because it came out. Nothing else was out. But like people, it didn't really take the world by storm. It was just the thing that people were doing at the moment. It didn't feel like an Among Us where it was like, oh, my God, everyone's playing this. It's just, all right, we're all on Outriders this time. Just because it's the new game, you know, does that anybody feel like they disagree with me on that? No, I think that'd be right. Okay, so yeah, I I'm gonna delete Outriders because I think I'm the only one who would even try to fight for it anyway. So deleting that, I'm not gonna delete G4 instantly, but I will explain why I think we should take it off. G4 coming back was a very big deal to not that many people. Like well, I think the only people I ever heard talk about it was Alan. Well. <laughs> Well, it's not just how, because I care a lot. I care a lot about the fact that G4 came back. I am I was so excited about every single announcement, all the new talent that they brought in. I'm super hyped about it personally. But when it gets right down to it, Splitgate was more of a zeitgeist. Forza Horizon 5 was more of a zeitgeist. Shit. Uh, Valheim, definitely more of a zeitgeist. And some of these other ones, you start getting like, more argumentative about it but those three alone i think is more than a zeitgeist or more of a zeitgeist than g4 so i love i love it i think for our site if we were just saying what's the zeitgeist of the year for us personally g4 would be on there but like this is what we feel the culture was talking about and i don't feel like the I don't feel like g4 is what the culture was talking about i think it just came back and a, and a lot of people were excited but not as many people that Played Splitgate and all these other things are just listed. So I'm going to direct that at Al. Al, do you want to like argue against that? Because I know you're Mr. G4. Um, I feel like I've flabbergasted them. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. I mean, let me let me ask this. Do you think G4 is legitimately above three other things on here? I mean, it's not like I was going to put Ven on here because then it would, that would, I would, I would <laughs> if I had put Ven on here, that's just mean. <laughs> it would just be f- just so I could say, Ven who? <laughs> and oh. Ven will delete it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I feel you on that. Uh, I mean, that that's the only reason that I'm even proposing removing G4 is because I feel like there's so many other things on here that I feel like are just a legitimately bigger zeitgeist. But to look, we look, can have look, a... Com- mm-hmm. Go ahead. If uh, if I'm lo- if I'm looking at the stats of um like the anchor stats for the for, the, for players uh, club, yeah, the most popular uh, episode <laughs> was the return of G four episode with Javon. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Eighty five. Eighty five plays. That's just because they love his smooth chocolate voice. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God, that's that's fun to hear. Um, what the what what? So can I throw a rebuttal out there for you? That was was like I just did not expect that. (laughs) Um. All right. Here's what I'll say. We'll keep G four here for now, but I have a feeling it's not gonna last. No, but okay, okay, okay. You it can be it can be removed from the list. 
Okay. All right. I appreciate you. I'm sorry. We'll say right now, G4 is killing it. Like, I'm glad. I hope they stick around for a long time. I hope they become one of the big ones with the GameSpot and the IGNs. I hope they keep that level and they have the talent to do it. But like, as far as the zeitgeist goes, I'll say this. I'll say this. G4, I think, would have had a better case for Zeitgeist of the Year if the announcement of its return happened in 2021 as well. Because that happened like at the end of 2020. So the excitement was already there. This was just like, oh, it's coming and it's here and it's live and it's actually good. I feel like if you had the combo of, oh, it's coming back and oh, it's here in all in one year, definitely would have had something. But eh, I'm going to go ahead and wipe it from the ledger. Apologies to everyone at G4 who might be listening to this. Y'all y'all do great stuff, but come on. We, we got to be real. Uh, <laughs> another one that I'm going to point at. Now, raise your hand if you put this one on here. Pokemon Unite. I put that on there only because I felt like people talked about it for like a good three weeks, even though I didn't understand why people liked that game so much. Uh, but there are others on here I would put over it so we can take it off. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take off Pokemon Unite um, because two reasons, actually. Number one, in that top 21 video essays of 2021 video I did, one of those video essays is about how Pokemon Unite is a fucking scam. <laughs> or it's just all about trying to get your money. It's very shameless. It's not a scam. It's just that it's very shameless about trying to get it's your money. It's very pay to win. Yeah, very pay to win. So that's one thing I don't like about it. Number two, I think people were just talking about it a lot because there's a certain type of person who loves Pokemon but doesn't play MOBAs but would play a MOBA if it was Pokemon. And this kind of made that dream come true for a lot of those people. A lot of those people work at Uppercut. Shout out to them. Because <laughs> I saw a lot of them tweeting about it. Um, still tweeting about it. They played it every other day. Uh, so respect to that. I know a lot of people like Unite. But as far as the zeitgeist, not feeling it. Um, Can we also take off Nickelodeon? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the lead up to that game could make it on this list because people were really excited about what characters could be on there, but the actual game itself just kind of came and went. I don't think I heard anybody actually talk about that game. Shit, I barely talked about it. listen to Players Club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro i'm not gonna lie we made like a good two or three podcasts out of that game uh like two of my topics were like all right all-star brawls out what other uh fucking uh franchises do we want <laughs> in a fighter oh boy so linda yeah L linda lrb's final smash oh bro <laughs> yeah man she she's makes the she turns the tv off worldwide day of play <laughs> she hits you with that wokeness hell yeah man linda lrb <laughs> easy um i don't know that was weird uh, <laughs> it's late she's i can easy. make puns you calling her easy she's a woman oh wow god damn it she is I was, a woman like the powerful. phrase be easy like that urban kids say i don't know <laughs> let's go with 90 slang i'm i'm, I'm out of idea i, I used all my getting at the show what do you mean urban kids <laughs> <laughs> i mean the cast of sister act two next thing uh, <laughs> uh okay so i i agree with you on nickelodeon all-star brawl though because even though i really think i like the idea for that game but even me i didn't even play it that long i thought i was gonna play through all the storylines for all the characters i didn't even get through half of them so yeah wipe that from the ledger i'm liking all right i'm gonna say my top three and then we'll play ourselves off of this. I think the top three on this list right now are NFTs, 
oh shit nfts forza horizon 5 and then i'm tied between splitgate and valheim can i That's say what... something please go ahead can you explain to me how the hell splitgate was a was a zeitgeist because personally i enjoyed it enough and i know that you mm. talked about it a lot but i have never heard anyone else talk about this game same all right wow okay so here's what's up with Splitgate. Splitgate has been around for a minute. It came out on PC only 2019, and it was already turning heads. A lot of people were interested in it. But because it's PC only, only so many people are going to play it, even if it is free to play. Now, they went quiet for a long time. People are like, oh, where's Splitgate? They said they were bringing it to console. Finally brought it to console this past year. But what makes it a zeitgeist is that the growth, the ex this game kind of exploded in Twitch on all the people. Because it was kind of a best case scenario where Halo Infinite got delayed, so people had that taste for Halo, but they weren't able to satiate it quite yet. Um, Call of Duty was having an off year where a lot of the Warzone updates people weren't really digging, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Battlefield wasn't out until the end of the year, and then we all know how that went. So people were looking for a new shooter to try out. And here comes Splitgate, kind of in the early to mid part of the year. And it took over Twitch. Like people were loving Splitgate. People were loving watching it. People were loving playing it to the point where their servers were at capacity for like a solid two or three months because they couldn't. So many people were trying to hop onto their game that even though they put way more servers than they expected, they 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 had extra servers and even those got filled so people couldn't play the game for like a solid month or two and then they got a round of funding because the game blew up so popular they got like four million dollars just off of that for extra funding they got more servers and then even those servers got filled again <laughs> and so it was just so popular like I, I was watching uh interviews and tiktoks and stuff about the game and one of the devs was talking about how for among us last year's winner uh their growth kind of was a little bit exponential where you know a streamer would play it but it wasn't like it's not like fucking uh who's the biggest streamer we all know <laughs> i'm running out of names in my head pokemon yeah let's say that it's not She's like pokemon <laughs> i i mean I, I respect the pokemon i love her a lot but um <laughs> let's say pokemon Pokimane didn't play Among Us out of nowhere. It was smaller streamers that were playing Among Us, and then that got it popular between Twitch streamers, and then eventually Pokimane got on it, and then it blew up. So Among Us had a couple of weeks where they saw their growth going and going and going, and then it exploded once the big people got on. Splitgate, instantly, the biggest streamers were playing it. It was instantly ninjas giving it a shot. It was instantly, you know, Shroud, all these other people. And they blew up not in not over the course, or I say Among Us was a couple weeks. Among Us was like three months. And in the case of Splitgate, it was just under three weeks. <laughs> and so it just blew up very, very quickly. And I'm not saying it's still on the tip of everyone's tongues because a lot of people have either moved on from Flitgate. Flitgate. Wow. <laughs> A lot of people have moved on from Splitgate onto Halo Infinite, which is, you know, another Zeitgeist candidate, I would say, but it's not on here, but it, it wouldn't have won, so whatever. Um, people have moved on to Halo, people have moved on to Vanguard, Call of Duty, they've come back to Warzone with the new map. But Splitgate blew up hardcore during the summer months and a little bit into the fall, and that's why it's on here. And I would put it on here even over my beloved Knockout City, which I love more than Splitgate, but... Knockout City is kind of similar to um, the other one I deleted. Uh, over, 
I'm, I forget the name. The sh looter shooter that I liked over Outriders. Out, thank you, Outriders. God, how? See, exactly. That's why we deleted it. Yeah, <laughs> Overwatch. But yeah, Outriders. Once again, Outriders blew up because there was nothing else out. Knockout City didn't blow up because nothing else was out. Knockout City blew up because people were surprised that it was as good as it was. Because they were not feeling the initial trailers, but they kept looking at it and they were like, "All right, something might be here." Then they played it and they said, "Oh, this is actually great," and it was just a very pleasant surprise. But even that didn't last very long. People aren't playing Knockout City that much now. If and it kind of seems like it because they keep trying to give it away for free at every single turn. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my thing. So yeah, Splitgate I think deserves to be on here, because I think it has a similar explosion to Valheim, where everyone was talking about Valheim, but you don't really hear too many people talking about it now. So that's why I feel like Splitgate and Valheim are on equal footing. Have I explained myself enough? <laughs> Do you think Splitgate exploded because nothing was out during the summer too, though? I think Splitgate exploded not because nothing was out during the summer, but because nothing like it was out. All the shooters were coming out at the end of the year, and two out of three of those big hype shooters weren't what people wanted for the most part. So Splitgate, I think, just got it because there wasn't another big popular shooter for everyone else to get. And then those and then even those people who don't play shooters and gave it a shot really, really enjoyed it. Where Valheim. First off, did any of us play Valheim? <laughs> no, I'm still not sure what that game is. I know I've heard it come up, but I don't know what it is. Go ahead, Graydon. Sorry, I, I know I totally messed up that. I just talked right through Josh and I feel like a dick. <laughs> it's fine. Um, no, you're right. good. Uh, sometimes I can't hear everybody. At, sorry. Uh, I know a lot of people who played Valheim, and I, I, I want to say it's like Rust, like it's just like a survival game that everybody kind of fell in love with. Yeah, that's Am fair I right to about say. that. It's similar to Rust. Yeah. Then yeah, I that was my number three. I just remember when it first came on the scene, a lot of people were playing it a lot, and it just wasn't my thing. But I respect it. Hmm. Okay. Al, did you play any uh any Valheim? No, but I did see I was subjected to many um achievement hunter streams. Oh well. <laughs> I'm like yeah. it's either this or, or split this. <laughs> hmm. But okay. if I had to do my like do like a one, two, three. Yeah. Um split gate number one. Okay. I like it. Uh, Valheim to NFTs number three because they're gonna it's gonna outlive us all, oh, and, so and I don't like it at all. All right, do we want do we want NFTs on here? Let me ask that real quick. I hate the idea of rewarding NFTs at all. See, I don't like the idea of rewarding NFTs, but this isn't necessarily a reward. This is just like everyone was talking. You know what? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, you're making a point because. By us putting NFTs on here, because I feel like NFTs is only a thing because we keep talking about it. Oh, we're solidifying <laughs> it. We're legitimizing yeah. it like Spock does with every Star Trek season. <laughs> God damn it, Chris. What? <laughs> oh, right. You I, said I, no I, more inside jokes. I got it. That's not how that that that's not how Star Trek works. <laughs> yeah. Well, in any case, I, I do feel like because even with the whole Troy Baker thing that just happened recently where he came out and was like, hey, I'm doing NFTs and then got ratioed to all hell. Um, 
I, I feel like NFTs are only still a thing because we keep talking about it and big companies and people who aren't on the internet like that to know all the bad stuff that we all had to look up and have, and have shared outwardly. Like Eminem has a fucking NFT dude. Like, and we talked about it on previous episodes. So like, I feel like all these rich people only know what NFTs are because they see it being talked about around. They really don't know what it is. Putting also, NFTs on here. Yeah, go ahead. Um, like some, some of the team four star people, I uh, like I'm sub to on YouTube, like Lenny Pator, uh, Maskovax, like that. They a company has is selling NFTs of their like channel IDs, or not channel IDs, channel uh, art, their channel art. Oh, yeah, without even asking their permission. I think I heard about that from like Wall of Sound or some channel. I saw a tweet about it. Yeah, it was like, um, there's one for Jack Septicai, one for Lenny Pator, another one for Masco X. God. Yeah. Man. And actually, and now that I'm, now that I'm thinking more about it, mm-hmm. when the whole sort of foundation of the when the whole foundation is built on theft. Yeah. Where you're not where you're taking what someone worked really hard on and put a, put a lot of love and effort into, and you're just making a quick profit off it. You shouldn't be rewarded for that. You should be it should be the other other way around. You should be penalized for it. For sure, for sure. So uh, we should just take NFTs off because yeah. we're we we'd be adding to the problem, not helping not helping with the solution. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no way to put NFTs on here and counteract the publicity boost. Like, I don't want that SEO. And then someone's like, Con- Google NFTs. And then we're number 34 on the Google search rank. I don't want that. I don't want that. So, yeah, I'm just going to delete NFTs. We're not even going to add ourselves into that conversation. We're going to let it snuff out and die, hopefully, very soon when people realize that it's bad. So can I revise my uh, my third? Oh, yeah. What's your new number three, then? Unpacking. Ooh, okay. See, mm, that's another thing, man. Because y'all, we, we just talked about how much I enjoy unpacking. I feel like the, looking at this list, I feel like the two that are barely a zeitgeist are Knockout City and Unpacking. And even Unpacking underneath Knockout City, if I'm honest. Is where Knockout City on the list? I'm not looking it at is. it right now. Yeah, Zeitgeist of the Year, our nominees so far are Knockout City, Splitgate, Forza 5, uh, Unpacking, and Valheim. Wow. Like, I, I respect the hell out of Unpacking. I think it's a great game. And I do think everyone played it, but, like, I feel like it's just everyone played it and that's it. Everyone played it. They said, oh, it's cute. It's fun. It's short. And that's the end of the conversation. I feel like there's not much... There wasn't I, like a community around it. You know what I mean? Can I make a case? I'll push back on that too. <laughs> okay. Make make your case first. Alan, you can go, go first. Okay. So Splitgate, Valheim, they both have audiences. They both have communities that are dedicated to those games. For sure. For sure. Forza brought, while well, did bring new eyes onto the product, mm-hmm. it, it, like the, like where I stand with Forza, Forza Horizon Five and Unpacking, like Unpacking, there won't be an unpacking a sequel to Unpacking, or an, or or 
us or DLC or anything. There won't there. I don't think there's gonna be any any continuation of mm-hmm. anything of that game other than maybe the the formula and the developers next game. Okay, but there will be a Forza Horizon Six, is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, like for, Forza Horizon, the Forza Horizon series. Well, that whole thing will keep the machine will keep turning like the conveyor belt or like the. The cogs will keep turning. Hmm. OK, but and then like then you have to look, you look back at what happened with uh, was it Forza or Forza 7? That was delisted. Oh. oh. Well, shoot. OK, I, I get the point you're making because they do remove these games off off of storefronts within like what, three years or something like that. Here's what I want to ask. Number one, does doesn't that would that not make it a stronger zeitgeist if you literally can't play this game after three years? <laughs> like, not only is it what's popping now, it can only be popping now because you wouldn't be able to play it after what 2025 or something crazy like that. So that's one thing. And also, I'll I'll phrase it like this: Was Call of Duty Four less of a big deal just because we knew Call of Duty Five was inevitable? Oh, wow. <laughs> I think Socrates like, said that. <laughs> well, he should stop Wait, playing his name soccer. Socrates? But on a different tee. I thought his name was Socrates. Socrates. I'm I'm being I'm being to- completely serious. I I oh wait really? I, I really it's thought Socrates. his name was Socrates. I thought you were oh doing a Bill and Ted there. Oh no, it's it's Socrates, my guy. Yeah, Socrates. Uh, welcome to 2022. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. We're, we're, we're learning things every day. Um, but yeah, I, that's just my thing where I feel like Forza Horizon 5, I think it's even more special because there will be another Forza. But this is probably the only time it's getting tens. Like, I think this is this is Playground Games is Call of Duty 4. I think this is the peak of their abilities. I think this is where people are like, oh, my God, this Forza series, we got to play this thing. It's game of the year at IGN. That is never happening again. I guarantee you Forza Horizon 6 or any other Forza Horizon will never win game of the year at a major know. outlet like three, that. Again. Three was a big deal, and then four was maybe not as big a deal, but I remember three was really big. You know what? You are right. Three and four were really big. I think three was the first time that people said, oh, this Forza Horizon series is really good. Mm-hmm. And then four was more of three. Five crossed over. I think five crossed over because there just wasn't that much to play this year in general, mm-hmm. but that that vacuum just opened up the hole for Forza Horizon 5 to come in and just take over. Like people who don't play racing games played this game just because it was getting nines and tens every single place. And I don't think you're getting that in a year where we're getting regular releases. Like if it came out, if Forza 5 came out this year, it wouldn't be getting tens, guaranteed. Just because look at the competition next to it, you know? Or even if it was getting tens, it wouldn't be getting as many players as it did. It wouldn't be, what was it? five six million players first day that wouldn't be happening if we had uh horizon zero dawn sequel or you know any of these other games god of war ragnarok that wouldn't be happening this year so yeah that's the point i'm making forza has the has the track record of the front forza has has forza name has the all the, the it's recognizable unpacking just had that had that the demo then after 10 days of release after 
from the release to 10 days later, sold 100,000 copies. Hmm. Damn, and that's with Game Pass. Hmm. You know what? You're making you're making a decent case for it. Because this isn't biggest zeitgeist. It's just zeitgeist of the year. I don't know. What do y'all think? What do y'all think? Because I think I'm still on the side of Horizon, but one of y'all break this up. <laughs> Either Graydon or Josh. What is it down to? Yeah. I'm confused. <laughs> um, we're we're fighting between unpacking and horizon. Like what what do y'all think is more deserving of this award? Oh god, those are two games I think are more zeitgeist than any of the others on this list. Wow. Okay, over over wh- which other? You think it's more zeitgeist? Literally any others. I think Forza and Unpacking are the top two in my opinion. <laughs> All right, here's what it looks like we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to take off either Splitgate or Valheim. And let's let's turn it towards that because in I've already made my case. I think Splitgate deserves to be on here more than Valheim. Now, does anyone want to fight me on that so we can delete Valheim and really get down to it? I honestly, I would fight you on that. I don't believe that Splitgate was zeitgeist enough. I think that, but even then, I would just go. I I don't believe in unpacking as a zeitgeist. I really, really don't. I don't. So think let me let me let me defend that a little bit. Okay. So, basically, November and December, they're, well, we'll just talk November. November, I heard of two games mostly talked about, and that was Forza and Unpacking. The other games that came out in November were Final Fantasy Endwalker, Shin Megami Tensei Five. there was Just Dance, there was Pokemon Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond, Grand Theft Auto the Trilogy released. Huh. And yet, one of the games I always saw people talking about, whether on Twitter or podcast, was a little game about unboxing your shit as you moved from place to place and for a little game that takes two hours to get more talking points than arguably some of the biggest franchises in all of gaming Hmm. i think that is pretty damn impressive okay then Mm. did you hear it's it sounds like you're pretty in the circles did you hear more talk about valheim or splitgate Honestly, I don't remember many people talking about either of those games throughout the year. I would say probably more Valheim. All right, then I would also but... like I would give you unpacking, but I really think <laughs> I'm like I'm putting my drink at the screen. Like let me tell you. <laughs> I I just really think Valheim like fits the bill for me of Oh, people were talking about this game. People were crazy about this game. Like any time that we recorded, like when half my people on Discord were playing Valheim, like it, it was a thing. It was a mm-hmm. big thing. And I just, I, I think in terms of like how I remember this year, when that was nominated, I saw these categories initially. I was like, oh yeah, that game, that game was a big deal. And no, I just think it deserves yeah. to be on here. Fuck, if you man. would like, I have Steam charts pulled up for both Splitgate and Valheim. Ooh, I, I okay. also have. I don't have Steam tra- Steam charts. Um, I do have the stats for Splitgate on Twitch. And seventy-seven point six thousand hours, with an average of two two five viewers and a peak of eight fifty seven so far this year. Referring to obviously last year. Goodness gracious! Okay, that's a lot. Uh Let's see. I'm 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 gonna do my own sleuthing. All right, so, so I'll just say it while I'm here. Please. Uh, Split gate on Steam charts. It looks like it went from about 336 average players in June 
to 3,715 in July to 36,262 in August. Then it went back down to 12,622 in September. And then after September, it never broke 5,000. It actually kept going down. All right. So Zeitgeist Vibes, number one, because it blew up clearly. Now, Valheim, like Valheim blew up as soon as it dropped. Yes, it was 210,000 in February. Oh. And then it just went down from there. But 210,000? Well, that fucks me. Um, All right. As Mr. Splitgate, that that just shits my bed. Um, You know what? Shit my bed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Well, in that case, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. No, let me just do this real quick. Knockout City, we taking off. Seems like no one's fighting for Knockout City. I love it, but I f- it feels like all these other games have a better argument for Zeitgeist. Is is it fair to say no one's no one's gonna fight for Knockout City right now? I think you're good to take that one off. All right, we're gonna delete it so it can just be down to our final four here. Um, I'm thinking with that explanation because I also agree. Splitgate is a game that I heard. Splitgate, I feel like, is something that I got a lot of content about because I had already been following it. Like, for God's sakes, I made a Splitgate video last, not even last year, 2019. I I did a video commentary of that game for my Bad Boys 3 review. (laughs) So, like, I had been playing it for a while. So, of course, I was going to see more content about it and follow more content about it and see it's exploding. And it did explode. But Valheim's case is so much crazier because it's more it, it exploded it exploded bigger and it exploded instantly, which I think is respectable. So because of that, I'm gonna fall on the grenade. And I'm gonna delete Splitgate. Is it even did I even get it listed anywhere else? I think this is it. This is it for Splitgate. God damn it. Well, it's on my fucking game of the year list, so. RIP to Splitgate. All right, so Zeitgeist of the Year, we got our three. We got Forza Horizon 5, we have Unpacking, and we have Valheim. What is the order on this one? I, what's, what's the number one? I think Forza would have to go number one, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Anybody else detractors? All right, yep. Number one it is. Forza number one. Is it Unpacking 3, Valheim 2? Unpacking. I would be okay with that. Yeah, I like that. Okay. All right. We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll go ahead and arrange it, flip it around, upside down, bring it into town, wear a little gown. I'm running out of things that rhyme. Um, (laughs) All right. Valheim, boom, and unpacking, boom. So there we are. We have our final three uh, winners here for Zeitgeist of the Year, sponsored by Among Us. Your winners are number three, unpacking, number two, Valheim, and number one, Forza Horizon 5. Interesting. Now, I'm excited for this one right here. We got Strongest Vibe next up in our listings. Uh, This one uh, is going to have the categories. All right. This category is going to have the nominees of Wavetail, Grime, Omno, Deathloop, The Artful Escape, XO1, Genesis Noir, Inscription, Chicory, and Marvel's guardians of the galaxy now yes i love you buddy oh shit here we go Uh oh (laughs) 
No, it's not even it's not really that big, but are you able to describe what this category is yet? <laughs> oh, okay, perfect, perfect. I I can I can explain it perfectly. So, strongest vibe is basically everything in the game pointing towards a specific mood and a specific, you know, feeling and vibe. Um the an example I'll give, let's see here. Like in the case of Wavetail, or better yet, not even Wavetail, we'll go to Grime. Um, feel free to look up gameplay or images of Grime or anything, but Grime is like a 2D Metroidvania, and its whole thing is it's very kind of like ugly, but it's like gothic, and it's not necessarily gory, but it's very grimy and just stingy and stuff. And its strongest vibe is it has to have a fairly striking art style and just the design of everything into it, but also the gameplay itself kind of feeds back into the vibe that the art style is giving. So in Grime, uh, not only is it a Souls-like where you know you have your combat, you have your stamina bar, you're killing things, blah, 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 with all these different weapons, but you're playing as a sentient creature who has a black hole for a head, and the way that you get upgrades in this game, because you can dodge out of the way, but you can also like do a counter attack where you kind of absorb their essence in like this really weird like phantom dust that you absorb. And it kind of, you know, it, it kind of all fits into the same vibe where it's like, all right, it's very mystic, but it's also very grimy and dingy. And you're upgrading, you upgrade your abilities by absorbing different enemies so you can get their powers into your body yourself. And all the armor you're finding kind of also matches the mood and everything. Um, really, I put this this category on here because not just grime, but also Wavetail, where I feel like everything in that game kind of has that um adventure time type vibe where everything's like oh gee gosh everything's all cute and everything's all whimsical and you know characters are doing the little not singing but like the little humming thing that you get from some adventure time episodes i don't watch a lot of adventure time so i'm kind of basing all this off of vibes um that i've seen from clips and stuff but it, it has a very like heartwarming vibe the dialogue is whimsical um, just the combat itself isn't very hard. I'll say one thing. I'll say those are two good examples of what a Strongest Vibe contestant could be. One bad example, I think, would be... What's the one that came out this year from uh, Ember Lab? Um, the indie game with the blue girl with all the little black puffballs that love her. Oh, Kenna? Thank you. I think Kenna would be a bad candidate because that is a very cute game and a very, you know, welcoming presentation. But then the combat is super challenging and it just clashes with that vibe entirely. So so okay. does that make sense? That's what I'm trying that to feels, go for. Feels natural and uniform and harmonious, we'll say. Harmonious. That's the word I love. Yeah. I, I want everything in the game to feel harmonious where the vibe plays into the gameplay, plays into the dialogue. Everything just kind of fits all in one. Nothing feels out of place. So that's my vibe. Or that's my pitch for strongest vibe. Because I am the one who added this on here if y'all didn't pick that up already. So um, so yeah, out of these nominees, I'll say. Now, of course, I put this on here because of Wavetail and because of Grime. I do think those have some very good vibes. Also, Omno, I think super duper matches this. Ooh, excuse me, matches this vibe as well. Um, one, another one that I didn't put on here, but I think is a great addition. XL1. I think XL1 is a great candidate on here. 
Um, who who did, who put X01? Was that me or someone else? I put that one on there. All right, yeah, I I think that one's good. Uh, to the point where I almost want to bold it, but I'm gonna wait on it. One that, all right, I'm halfway through this game. I want to take it off because I feel like the vibe isn't so strong because not it isn't that everything doesn't work and it's harmonious, but like I feel like there's a handful of other games I could point to that are very similar to this game. And that game is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I I feel like there's like a handful of other games. I feel it's it's just Space Uncharted, man. It it's Space Uncharted mixed with a little bit of like I don't know how you would explain the combat. The combat's I don't kind get of uncharted vibes from Guardians at all. I feel like when you're outside of combat, Guardians is super uncharted. It is very similar to like an uncharted like, if not uncharted itself. Do you not see that at all? Or is that just me? Mm, I think it is in a sim in a way that you could say any third person shooter is, but I I I, I don't think I don't get that vibe. I, I, I super get the vibe because the entire <laughs> when you're not in combat, because I'm thinking of it in terms of like a naughty dog type game where it's it's the combat time. Here's your arena for combat. Kill all the enemies and you've completed it. Now let's go on to the next story cutscene. And when you're not in combat, you're just walking around listening to dialogue. And every now and then you'll have a little choice that you hit dynamically. Maybe that's more similar to like a, I don't know, a Mass Effect or something. but primarily when you're not in combat you're just looking into different corners trying to get little different resources to collect yourself and upgrade yourself that's the last of us right there if you want to be honest like it might not be exactly like uncharted but just like the naughty dog type of style of game gardens of the galaxy just feels like that and it is very different i do like a lot of the monster and creature designs in guardians of the galaxy i think is very inspired i haven't played through the entire game i'm at the beginning of chapter eight right now so i can't speak too much to some of the crazier stuff that happens towards the end but um i do like the vibe of the game i think it is really cool and i think honestly i like the vibe of this one more than the movies but it just doesn't feel like everything is as cohesive as I would like it to be. And also, I feel like you can get a similar vibe from other games out there, you know? Is anyone going to fight me on this? <laughs> or actually, that's the wrong question. Not is anyone going to fight me on that. Does anyone have one that they think really sticks out for this category? Because I see some other ones that really stick out, too. Yes, I have one. Oh, let Alan talk. All right, go ahead. Trickery. Oh, okay. Trickery, you feel, really feel that way, huh? Just because, because I know it has like a, painting mechanic is that like the main mechanic of the game uh mainly it's the the relationship with uh the brush like the painting painting brush mm -hmm. okay i'm about to look this up just so i can get a little get a little context here because chicory is one i haven't even started it so like i have no clue what this game's about i did listen to a little bit of the music earlier today i'll say that much um <laughs> All right, I can, I can understand this one. Would would you say this is your number one, Chicory? No, no, it's not, it's not my number one, but it's it's one that definitely applies. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll keep that in the back. I feel like all the ones we have on here definitely apply. Um, I think now it's just about culling, culling the, the herd. I don't know. Uh, 
I will yeah. do that with one game. All right. Let's speak. take off inscription. Oh Ooh. no. If we're going to talk about like cohesiveness in the vibe, Inscription has quite a few vibes in that game, and they're all a little bit different. Um, and I think the best, without getting into spoilers, the best vibe is in the first act of the game, and then kind of never quite gets that high again in terms of kind of that feeling of dread and stuff that that first section does. Um, and there's frankly other games on here I think would be a better fit. So, damn. Okay, well, but we're uh, going to talk about some of those vibes in other categories. All right. Well, I'll say two things. Number one, uh, you were right at the beginning of this podcast when you said you try not to get too close to your mic. Uh, back up a little bit because <laughs> oh, <laughs> I told you to come in and I apologize for that because now I'm like, oh, no, he's eating the mic now. Um, so, yeah, just a little bit there. Uh, and number two, I I don't know anything about Inscription. I bought it, have not played it. The vibe I get from Inscription, because I've seen gameplay of that initial opening segment. Mm. Have any of you played Doki Doki Literature Club? Mm. Yes. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah, it's a great game. Um, I'm not going to spoil what happens for Doki Doki Literature Club for people listening, but I think that game is also similar to Inscription. It is one game, and then it makes a turn, and it is no longer that game, and it's something completely different. I think that's a defining trait of Doki Doki Literature Club, where I don't, when I look back at that game, I think that that game is the same thing throughout and i think it needs that first part to kind of break your expectations in the second half or inscription once again don't know anything about it i know there's a big twist and i know it does some stuff but do you not feel like all the crazy stuff that happens towards the back half of that game is only impactful because you have that first half (sighs) (laughs) yes and no Um, there are story beats that happen more in the second act uh, that kind of continue on into like the third. Um, the, the only reason I'm even fighting for inscription is because I think everyone loves inscription and it feels weird to just take it off immediately. <laughs> so I just want to make you feel better. I'm going to fight hard for it in some other categories. Okay. All right. It'll get some love. In that case, I'm cool with deleting it. Anybody else want to fight for it? <laughs> nah, after everything, like that was that was my number one in this category. And then after hearing Josh, who I know beat it, like get say that, I I take my hand out. Mm, damn. All right. Well, RIP to inscription, but we'll be back for you later, I'm sure. Um God, that felt weird. Um, all right, here's another one I'll delete or I'll request to delete. I'll say, mm. ooh, this hurts. Cause I'm Deathloop, I want to go for because I, I think that one has a very consistent vibe. It is very cohesive, everything works into each other, but I don't know. I feel like the vibe of Deathloop isn't so distinct as from the vibe of, you know what? Grime, I feel like you could just say that's 2D Dark Souls. Like, in the vibe as well. Like, I think it's just slightly more weird and kind of metaphysical. Like, a, 
like Bloodborne, but it's less about like gothic horror and more about just like weird shit that doesn't exist on Earth. Um, you know what? I'm gonna take Grime off, even though I added it on here for this category specifically, or I added this category for that one specifically, but I'm going to take off Grime because now I'm thinking about it. There are a lot of other games that have similar vibes that are also as consistent as this, but it doesn't feel special like that. Unless somebody wanted to fight me on Grime. Did anyone else play it on Stadia Pro? <laughs> <laughs> I have exactly. not. No. What a exactly. Weird. Yep. Yeah. I, hey, honestly, I played Grime and Wavetail on Stadia Pro, and I just wanted a reason to say Stadia Pro on this podcast. Stadia Pro. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stadia Pro. <laughs> strongest vibe brought to you by stadia pro uh anyway so yeah i i removed that one um did anyone so okay once again we had this on our older category did anyone play the artful escape i played a good chunk of that game yes okay i i do feel like it deserves a shot at strongest vibe that game looks like it has an exquisite vibe do you think that's a top three for you here I do, yes. I think it is like the perfect encapsulation of what this category is. Um, both, I mean, the, if you've seen the game, it looks absolutely jaw-dropping. Um, it basically takes the whole music motif and just goes full board with it. Um, basically, there's like one button as you're running along that just, you just shred on the guitar. You just just riff away. And so you can do that like the entire time as you're running between uh, points. Um, okay. And then basically once you get to like, quote unquote, the boss uh, at the end of the level, um, you kind of do like this game of Simon in a way of you hmm. basically just playing more guitar. <laughs> um, so like it just takes that full blown kind of like psychedelic music aspect and just runs with it the entire game. And it's pretty fantastic. Hmm. All right. I like that pitch. I, I was already leaning towards Artful Escape anyway, just because from what I've seen and heard of that game, it feels like this this category is made for it. Um, I'm not going to do anything yet because I want Graydon to get back in here because he stepped away for a second. But I finally figured out why I wanted to delete Deathloop and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I feel like a lot of these games on here, the gameplay is informed by the vibe where Deathloop feels like just a shooter with a vibe put on top of it and guardians of the galaxy feels like uh a last of us naughty dog style game with the vibe put on top of it does that make sense at all yeah yeah because i just feel like you could you can get the vibe of death loop and really encapsulate that vibe even more if it wasn't a shooter and same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy. I feel like you can encapsulate that vibe even more if it wasn't, you know, this weird third person, not quite a shooter because you lock on everything, ability focus, whatever you want to call it. I forget the game. Oh, people compared it to Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's that type of combat, which is fine, but eh. not my, not even that it's not my cup of tea. It's just like, I don't know I'm, if that hits it. Yeah. I'm going to fight for Deathloop and Guardians and later categories okay so it seems so, like all three of us are okay with it i will once i said i was gonna wait till graden's back i'll wait till graden and then tell him oh wait is he back hi hi oh hi, hi. how's it going um hey great uh we're gonna delete death loop and guardians of the galaxy now <laughs> so i think that leaves us with 
<laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> the justification I said is that um, I feel like for Deathloop and Guardians, they could be it, those for Deathloop. It's a shooter with the vibe and aesthetics of you know that whole world put on top of a shooter that already existed. And same thing with Guardians, where you already have this Uncharted, uh, Naughty Dog style game with the Guardians of the Galaxy vibe put on top of it, where I feel like the gameplay doesn't necessarily feed back into the vibe as much for both of those. That's my justification for it. And the other two were leaning towards me. Do you want to fight about it? (laughs) Uh, No, I don't. I think I'm okay hell yeah i just think it's interesting like there have been so many categories where we end it with like you know what i'll fight for it later and our game of the year deliberation is gonna be a wild and oh it's gonna be a bloodbath <laughs> like I'm... every game we're like you know what it'll get it to do they're all gonna show up in game of the year oh, and no. we're probably one of us is going to die hey but think of it like this <laughs> think of it like this that's a top 10 list so there's a lot more chances for games to get their due oh shit you're right okay so yeah we'll 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 come around we'll come around death loop <laughs> and guardians especially will get some talk during that time so we'll we'll definitely come around game of the um, year should just be retitled or subtitled featuring all the warriors <laughs> or everyone's getting their due now um so yeah i like that one let's see here so now we have wavetail we have omno the Artful Escape, XO One, Genesis Noir, and Chicory. Can I throw Genesis Noir on the chopping block? Ooh, really? Okay. I mean, that's fair. I, I also, I think the, I think the I think that game style, has a look. Yeah, I think that game has a look, but the like point and click aspect of it just does nothing to like make the vibe any better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Huh, damn. I was really thinking like cuz that look is so strong where I when I think of vibes I think of the vibe that Genesis Noir's art style brings but like and even the music too but mm-hmm. gameplay don't tie into it so it's been struck from the list. Unless someone else wanted to fight for it. All right. Well, it's already gone so whatever. Uh, <laughs> um one that I want to bold. I'm going to go ahead and say a bold here even though I didn't add this one. I'm going to bold XO1. Because I think that is the perfect blend of it is a striking game, not necessarily because the art style is the prettiest thing. It just puts off of just it puts off a vibe of like ominous and like almost dread, like just power beyond your comprehension. I like that. I like that. It just emanates that vibe without necessarily having the greatest art style of all time. But its gameplay is also backing that up entirely. You know, it's very minimal music, very minimal sound effects. I think everything backs up the vibe of that game in XL1 that I feel like we can lock that one in. Does anyone want to fight me on that one? Nope, I would fully agree with that. Hells yeah. All right. No one else said it, so we're good. We're keeping XL1 here. I um, play that game. I, I just like five minutes ago considered starting it because I'm trying to figure out what to do right now. And uh, <laughs> then I was like, no, I want to listen to the music of that. Oh yeah, the the music on that one. I, I'm not gonna say it's the strongest soundtrack of all time, but like it 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 definitely ties into the vibe. Like, um, see, I want it all. I'll tell you right now. So XO one, I've bolded. I'm thinking my top, my top three are XO one, Artful Escape, and Wavetail for this one. That's for me. 
Now let's go around. Let's ask everybody else their top three. Um, I'm going to actually start with Josh this time. Josh, what's your top three on here? Um, it would probably be XL one artful escape and I'm indifferent on a number three. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> we got that settled. Uh, Al, I'll start. I'll, I'll go to you next. Uh, what's your top three here? Um, I'm no artful escape chicory. Hmm. Okay. All right, Graydon, you're the next one. Um, I'm subscribing to your ideology that every game should get its due, so I'm hesitant to put Omno as my number one. Um, hmm. I think I believe you on XO one, even though, to be honest, I don't have a horse in either of the any of these four races. Um, <laughs> I like what I see from XO one, so let's make that my XO one. Wow. Jeez. Um, I'm looking uh, the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Two, three. Honest to God. It, <laughs> you talked about wait, wait. it in a play. Wow. So that make so that that makes Exo one you, the, you're uh, never mind. I was gonna I was gonna try to save it, but I couldn't save it. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna try to be yeah. say something like the Exo one in the hole. Ah, oh, an, an ah. hole in one and hole in XO. I think that game's going to be a lot of XO fun. Wow. <laughs> All right. It was saved. I'm just going to take off all my clothes and lie in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for all these XO puns. I wish we could be XO done. Oh, um, no. <laughs> I'm going to make that one. I'm going to make my two. I really like the vibe of Artful Escapes. So fuck it. And uh, um, no. Has it, let me ask this. Has anyone seen gameplay of Wavetail at all? No, I haven't even looked no. at this game. Oh, my fucking God. I'm going to put a trailer in chat. <laughs> give me a minute because I feel I feel like I'm the only one fighting for Wavetail, but I don't want to give it up without it having a chance. So give me a second. If y'all watch the uh, what is it? The. God, what's the publisher of this game? Thunderful Games. Thunderful Games had a little uh, press conference. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you're looking at it? I'm watching the first 17 minutes of gameplay. Yep. This game. This game fucks. (laughs) Yeah, let's fucking go. All right. I got it. There's a trailer in chat. It's the now on Stadia trailer. (laughs) I swear to God, I'm not a Stadia show. I just want to give it some type of respect because no one does. But um, yeah, dude. Wavetail. It's really cool. And like you look at that art style, you look at the fucking gameplay, because not only is it not only does it look super cute, not only is it giving, you know, the Adventure Time vibes, like I said earlier, but the gameplay itself, it's a 3D platformer. It is a collectathon 3D platformer and you can glide under water like canonically. Uh, is, you, oh, mm-hmm. she using the broom as a. uh or the mop as a uh, helicopter rotor. Is she rotating that? Yeah, yeah. She it's a it's like an electric net, and she like spins oh, okay. the net around in air to like hover, and she can hover very very far. If you get high enough, yeah. she can oh, like God. go for several feet. I, I need to play this game. Oh, it's so it's so much fun. I the thing is, I think it literally is just on Stadia. <laughs> like Damn it. in the case of Grime, Grime is actually on uh, PC. You can just get it on Steam. I don't know if Wavetail is on PC yet, <laughs> so uh, you might be a little screwed on that. But like, honestly, dude, it, if your internet's up for it, 
it is worth it. Like just I I got it for free with Pro and free quote unquote, but I got it with Pro on launch and it was fucking great. And this game is just so cozy. It feels like a warm hug when you're playing it. And the gameplay, because it's a platformer, it's not even like a super meat boy type thing where it's super challenging. It is just freedom, get to run around anywhere. Uh, there is some combat, but it's like very low stakes. It doesn't feel like it's super duper challenging. Uh, the game just wants you to enjoy it and just like mellow out in the world. And even like the start or the, the select menu, you have a little scrapbook with all your collectibles and stuff. You write in your little journal as you're going across things, and she like makes little doodles of all the characters and stuff. It's just so wholesome in a way where I know we have Omno on this list, and I know you said, because I love Omno as well, and we we already voted for it. But the thing about Omno is that it is so minimalist that I feel like its vibe is easier to maintain and easier to be consistent with, but there's less moving pieces with Omno in general, where Wavetail you got voiceovers, you got all this platforming, you got damn near an open world to contest with, you got combat, you have all these pieces, and it maintains that vibe consistently throughout. And I think that's worth commending even more than Omno, personally. So that's why I would put it on here more than Omno. I know no one else has played it but me, for reasons I understand, because Stadia, but like, hopefully yeah, I've made my case. Wavetail is coming to uh, consoles this year. Yes, so you guys will be able to play it soon enough. So now that I've, I've seen it, I uh, want to uh, make that one of the top three. <laughs> yes. Okay. No. Yeah. Um, and... I'll, I'll I'll strike. I'm um, no. Mm -hmm. I'll Hell yeah. I'll strike Artful Escape, but I'll so Exo One. Hmm. And it seems uh, like you're willing to give up Omno or Artful Escape to make room for Wavetail. Yeah, but I won't. I won't budge on chicory. Ooh, wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, all right. We'll we'll leave chicory there for now. Does anyone want, um, Josh? What do you think about Wavetail? Have you been able to look at the gameplay at all? <laughs> yeah, the trailer looks really cool. It looks like it would be right down my alley. Yeah. So we can take off Omno. Yeah, everybody. I'm fine with it. It got its. It did get its due in the in the two categories ago, so I'm not feeling too bad about it. Yeah, it's fuck been... you, Omno. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, Omno. You've been struck from the fucking ledger. All right, so here we are. This is going to hurt. We got Wavetail. We got Artful Escape. We got X01. We got Chicory. Now, even though I have, you know, italicized X01 to, to keep it on here, understand it, it's still up for grabs. If if for some reason we all turn on it, we can still delete it. I just put it on there because I felt like it was going to make it pretty far. So what I'm feeling... Let me look at some more gameplay for Chicory. Because I'm just staring at Chicory's gameplay. And I think it has a strong vibe. I'm looking at it. It looks really good. You know, the, the painting stuff, blah, 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 blah. I know everyone loves it. I know it got high reviews. I know the music's good. Lena Rain's the goat. But like, I look at these other games, though. <laughs> I look at X01, which we already talked about. I look, I look at the Artful Escape, which is literally just a vibe. And I look at Wavetail, which we've already talked about how cool that looks. Does anyone want to hop on the train for Chicory with Al, is what I'll say. Graydon or Josh, do either of y'all want to hop on the train for Chicory? The only thing I know about <sighs> that game is that the music slaps. I mean, I can send y'all a trailer for Chicory real quick. 
I think it just looks like drawn to life. Like that's what I get out of it. Wow. That feels slightly disrespectful. (laughs) Really? Drawn to life. I feel like it's just so basic. Like I remember that game and it's a good game, but like when I think of the art style of it, nah, (laughs) that art style. When I think of the art style of drawn to life, I think of like miniclip.com games. Which is either charming or disrespectful, depending on who you are. And I, I'm not gonna lie. I also feel like Chicory, with its art style, I feel like its gameplay probably plays into its vibe very effectively. But I just don't think its art style is strong enough to really get me. You know, that's me personally. And let me ask Josh, how you feel about Chicory? I think it has the best looking art style of these remaining games, in my opinion. <laughs> Oh, I didn't expect that. You keep coming out here with the left sides. Um, <laughs> all right, so, all right, so you think it looks better than Wavetail, correct? Yeah. All right, Al, you agree with that, right? Yeah. Josh, or not Josh? Graydon, sorry. <laughs> what do you do? You think Chicory looks better than Wavetail? Uh, absolutely not. Wow. Do you no. think it looks better than Artful Escape? Uh, from what I've seen, no. Chicory looks uh, like in terms of like looking, like visual, or the vibe. Um, both. Visually, I, was... I think it honestly looks pretty gross. Um, yeah, gross. I said it. Honestly, I said it. It doesn't. Nothing is blowing me away by this trailer. I'm actually surprised. Um, I. Hmm. <sighs> it looks basic. That's my thing. Chicory. Yeah, yeah, chicory to me. I think it looks very basic. Um, wow, huh? I'll, here's how I'll explain it. Did any of y'all play Hue? That like where you get to change the colors and it'll like make bricks disappear that are the same color stuff like that. I have seen that. Yeah, it, if you remember that game, chicory kind of reminds me of that type of art style, but like fifty percent more amateurish in a certain way. But I also feel like chicory probably has gameplay. To, to play into that more amateurish kind of like doodle mood more effectively than some of these other games maybe. That's the only reason I haven't completely thrown it off the cliff. <laughs> this is so, hard. Yeah, it's really hard. It's Wavetail, Wavetail versus XO1 versus Chicory I will say, so, so we've got four, right? Yeah, we're at four. We just need to remove one. <sighs> In terms of like... I know you don't like it when I'm like, oh, but it was a big game. But I know know a lot of people liked Chicory. And I know that Artful Escape didn't get a lot of love. And maybe it's not very good. I I went to play it once and then I didn't follow through. So I would just Hmm. give it to Chicory. I'll concede my vote to Chicory to let that be in the to get us down to three. Goddamn. So it looks like, because I know I'm still the main person who's trying to fight for Wavetail. It seems like, let's let's make, okay, so Trickery, we're going to lock in. It seems like no one's, it seems like not enough people are going to falter on Trickery. It seems like Artful Escape is going to stay too. So are we just deleting Wavetail? Is that what I'm hearing right now? Wait, why is Artful Escape staying? Like, it, it seemed, I thought, it seemed from the conversations we had earlier that that was close to a lock. But Wavetail, I see it seems like I impressed y'all hardcore. So let's let's go through. Let's actually go through and have a conversation about it. If Chicory's staying, 
let's go Artful Escape or Wavetail. Um, I'm going to start with you, Graydon. Uh, which one would you put? I would get rid of Artful Escape. Hmm. I think right. Wavetail, I'm actually very surprised that, like, I don't want to play Stadia, but I'm actually very excited for Wavetail now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. What, what say you, Josh? I mean, I would have to go for Artful Escape, but. Okay. I respect it. But. I would be willing to concede if you're feeling very strongly about Wavetail. All right. I mean, I literally made this category up in part for Wavetail, so I'm feeling strong. Um, Al, I'm going to I'm going to end with you. This is a real Sophie's Choice moment. Hey, man, <laughs> Sophie shouldn't have gotten the pool. She couldn't take the heat. I, I don't know. I just. <laughs> wow. Not the phrase. <laughs> it is 36 degrees outside. I don't know why I said that. Um, I apologize to the offer escape. But I'm sticking with Wavetail. With Wavetail. Ah, all right, we've done it. Now, here's what I'll say before I go ahead and do this, because we we've already outvoted it for the Artful Escape. It seems like not a lot of people played it, but the few who did really liked it. I know Tim Gettys really loves it. I know uh, what's his name, uh, Gary Witta, really loves it. They're the only two people I know in the world who have touched this game. <laughs> so all due respect it is on game pass probably go check it out y'all but you know what is it on game pass yet and probably will be because they need to make up the money because they made a stadium exclusive wavetail which <laughs> got on the fucking list i got a stadia exclusive in here let's fucking go y'all i'm so happy uh, all right well let's go ahead and arrange these uh so i'm feeling i don't want to get greedy I'm feeling XO one number one. That seemed fair. I would be happy with that. Sure. All right. XO one's number one. We're doing it. Um, I want to do Chicory three Wavetail two. That's what I want to do. Y'all gonna fight me on that? I mean, considering considering Wavetail barely got on here. <laughs> well, no, I was gonna say considering uh, Wavetail has uh, it's stuck behind enemy lines as I as I as I. <laughs> I would say <laughs> fair. Yeah. Because like Chicory, anyone can play that Wavetail. Mm -hmm. It's for people, for those with, for those who don't have great internet, it'd be yeah. a challenge. Inaccessible right now though. Yeah. Just for now. But when it does like this, so whenever it is this year, that is, that's coming to consoles and PC. Um, it's knock your socks off. Yeah. But as a, or, as I was gonna say, mm -hmm. um, this is mainly off the just because I haven't because I haven't played it, mm -hmm. and I did and like be, just comparing it looks versus what I played with Chicory. Mm -hmm. Wavetail looks more impressive. Ooh, okay. So what I'm hearing, Wavetail number two is what I'm hearing from your talk right now. Yes. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, all right. I'll make it happen, Captain. All right, I'm putting Wavetail number two. Hey, hey I'll take number two. God damn it! I'm lucky I got this far. Um, Emmett, now will you stop slandering us on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how game of the year combos go. Uh, <laughs> once we get oh, to no. the game, 
I just realized which one. I just realized I didn't. Uh, oh man, next this next category is gonna be a nightmare for me. Oh well, I here's the thing. I only got one for the next category that I'm not moving my foot on, and then the rest of these I'll just let happen. But let's go ahead and go through this one. Strongest vibe we finally got through, and your winners are number three, Chicory, a colorful tale. Number two, Wave Tail, hell yeah, and number one, XO One, fuck. Yes, I am really happy with that category, and I'm really happy how that went out. Maybe we'll keep that one, or maybe not, because it was very ethereal for a while there. Uh, I, just want, but, uh, I just want to say we're making great time in terms of comparisons to the last two, last two uh, parts. I was, yeah, I was just about to say we just, I think we're just crossing now the two hour mark, and this is before I edited it, so people listening, it'll be a little bit earlier than that. But we're just now passing two hours, and we have two more categories left. So good job, y'all. I think I've kind of just forced our hand. I'm a lot of these. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna delete this. Say something. No one says anything. I just hit delete. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we are in the next category: best performance. And our nominees are. Uh, and also, correct me if I say the name wrong on some of these, because oh boy. Um, so here we are: Erica Mori, Erica Mori, Alex Chen, Life is Strange, True Colors, John McLaren, Peter Quill. Guardians of the Galaxy, Emmanuel Lucia Martinez as Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy, Kathy Bent uh, as Steph Gingrich in Life is Strange True Colors and Wavelengths DLC as well, uh, Maggie Robertson as Alicia Deramitresque in Resident Evil Village, Willem Dafoe as The Officer in 12 Minutes, and Kevin Zaxby as Luke Carter in Inscription. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I beat 12 minutes, but I feel weird about keeping that on here. But no. No, I, I'm no, not no. going to, I'm not deleting it. I'm not deleting it. L listen, I'm going to blow the fucking doors off this place. All right. Oh. You want me to walk in? You want me to walk in here? <laughs> pants unbuckled. You want me to walk in here? Cool <laughs> and shit. Here I come. All right. All right. Pants unbuckled. <laughs> Put your is pants it, on. Is that is that a reference to Twelve Minutes? Because uh, no, no. <laughs> I still haven't played that game. Oh, good, good. You okay, well, we'll talk about it later. But is let me before I before I go too deep into this. It seems like Twelve Minutes, Willem Dafoe, is your foot down. Like you're putting your foot down for that one. Uh it's more that I am ready. I. I don't give a shit about three of these. Two of them I'm going to hold my tongue on because I haven't beat the games and I'm ready for them to to just knock my socks off. But from where I stand, I've looked at them and I've been like, why the fuck do those deserve to be on here? But Ooh. I'm not even I'm going to hold my tongue. I'm going to hold my tongue. One of them, I'm going to I want to get the hell out of here right now because I've been pissed for months about it to begin with. And I think it's dumb. And I want, oh. and if you're gonna get tell me that Willem Dafoe, acclaimed actor Willem Dafoe, yeah, maybe, maybe he's the you, Emmett, maybe, maybe he's <laughs> the same person every time. Maybe he is. <laughs> you know what? He does it well, and he does it great. And he put his all, and especially in twelve minutes, a game with three characters. Uh, three great actors, two of which were used horribly. <laughs> Willem Dafoe shines like a beacon of hope. And, <laughs> and I will, beacon of hope I, in this dark time. 
He is. He is. Some may say he's much like a lighthouse. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he was in the lighthouse. I did not see the lighthouse, but I assume he played the lighthouse. Would so, you say he's like a spider in the middle of a bunch of goblins? I would. I no would good deed goes unpunished. I yeah. Would yeah. Say, wait, what? Oh. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, watch that movie. We're not going to say anything else. <laughs> I don't know what movie that is. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, is good. that the lighthouse? Yes, that was oh, the lighthouse. Okay. All right, cool. Um, so Willem Dafoe. Uh, anyway, <laughs> can I can I throw my gauntlet down for my one that's gonna piss everybody off? But I don't care. Let me say this: I, I wanted to throw my gauntlet down. So real quick, I'm gonna say the only one I care about on here, the put my foot down one, is Lady D. Resident oh, Village. oh, that's Emmett. the one I want. Emmett. And that's the one you don't want. <laughs> I want her the fuck out of here. Oh my god! <laughs> I want her out of here so goddamn hard, Emmett. Why? Because the memes. Because what the fuck does she do, Emmett? I didn't even play the game, and I know she's in it for like barely any of it. Okay, she's in there for like a good two hours. The woman won a freaking game award up against basically all the same people that we nominated, and I have no clue why. Sure, she was wholesome and nice when she accepted it, but like, what? What does she do that knocks? Oh that's like that's like holy crap, breathtaking. What does she do? Show me a scene, and I don't even care about spoilers because I will never play this game. I want you to find me a scene. <laughs> When she really shows her chops. Here's the thing, man. Lady D is iconic because she kind of sets the tone for this entire game of Resident Evil Village. I feel like without Lady D's involvement in this game, it will be a lot harder to establish the type of Resident Evil this is because we've gotten super serious Resident Evil with no humor. We've gotten the campy Resident Evil. This establishes this is going to be campy Resident Evil. This is going to be the silly shit. And you can kind of enjoy the horror a little bit more because it's going to be firmly in that tongue in cheek type of humor. What she brings to this game cannot be understated because you got all these other villains. You got the ventriloquist girl. You got a uh, homeboy with the uh, what's his name? Heisenberg with the metal bending powers. Uh, and then you got homeboy in the swamp. I feel like Heisenberg and Swamp Boy, they are only there to provide action. Like their characters aren't all that exciting, aren't that all, aren't all that invigorating. But Heisenberg needs to be the big bad boss and Swamp Monster needs to be another step in that progression to the big bad boss. Uh, Ventriloquist Lady with the talking doll, that is straight up horror. That is some straight up outlast run for your fucking life. Oh my God, I can't believe this shit. I am going to fucking die and I'm terrified. Starting the game with Lady D and all of her pretty little escapades. Starting the game there lets the player know, all right, this is going to be Resident Evil. There's going to be some horrible shit. There's going to be a lot of like horror themes, but have some fun. All right. Like we're, we're here. We're this isn't just, oh, my God, hide in the corner. Don't shoot anything. Conserve your ammo and stuff. This is, hey, don't be afraid to use your resources. You can craft new bullets. Hey, don't don't be. Don't be afraid. Yeah, she'll kill you. But it's like kind of fun, right? Because she's hot, you know? Like, it's kind of like introducing you to the vibe. And Can that's I... why I think she's so great. Please continue. <laughs> I was just going to say that I imagine 
or I liken um, the character like her 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 part of the game mm-hmm. as a scene from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, where um, when John Candy is smoking a cigarette in the car, sing along to uh, "Mess Around" by Ray Charles. Mm. Oh God, <laughs> I saw a clip of that once, <laughs> and it's just it's just like totally having fun with it, not not taking itself seriously at all. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll say it like this. I'll say it like this. Imagine if you watched Home Alone and the wet bandits were taken completely seriously. Like they were not they were not goofy at all. They were totally like, no, we will shoot this fucking kid. We don't give a fuck. Like, imagine how different that movie would be if the wet bandits were like totally just serious, cold-blooded killers and thieves. Now, imagine if the first villain, even if you had all those other characters, as I've talked about already, imagine if the first villain was deadly serious and just shocked you to fucking death. That would be so oppressive that you wouldn't want to continue. Luckily, in this game, with Lady B being, with Lady D being the first one, you're like, all right, let's let's see what other kooky characters they got. And turns out they're not all kooky, which is kind of the fun of it. But it kind of invites you. It kind of like. It kind of like lifts the leg a little bit so you see the thigh and get all excited because 1930s and people don't show skin. You know what I mean? What the <laughs> hell was that analogy? <laughs> yeah, even I'm wondering where that came from. It, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the teaser to let you know, hey, there there's more here, honey, but you gotta pay for the rest. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. All right, I tried. I, I tried after hours. I tried. <laughs> I tried going with the with an analogy, but it did not completely. Was work. that a pimp analogy? I, <laughs> was, I was going for more a bu- a burlesque analogy. <laughs> Maybe not brothel. Definitely burlesque. I think is what I was going for. Maybe like striptease. I don't know. I don't have enough experiences in any of these things. <laughs> I've just been watching uh, Family Guy like cutaway compilations again because I I fall into this hellhole every couple of months. And there's <laughs> last night I just saw that one where like Peter was talking about his old uh one of his ancestors who was a burlesque dancer and he's just like rolling around on the on the stage singing about how awful the times are and he's just like a horrible time to be a penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And that's just all I'm picturing is Peter Griffin like burlesque dancing. Well, speaking oh of God. speaking of people who have a bad time because of how they use their penis, let's talk about Peter Quill. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not gonna spoil why that joke makes sense, but if you played the game, you know. But I love that. <laughs> I'll say right now, Guardians of the Galaxy. If we're gonna have a character from Guardians of the Galaxy on here, I'm gonna say now. Like I said, I'm at the beginning of Chapter Eight. I like Peter Quill. I actually like the entire cast. I think the entire cast in that game is really good. I think Peter Quill isn't that strong on his own, and I would put Mantis over him any day. And I have only seen Mantis once. I know she becomes a bigger th- a bigger deal towards the end. Literally, just the scene where you run into her for a second, I like her already more than Peter Quill. So that's my argument there. Who put Peter Quill on here? I did because I when I first played started playing the game, I just I just couldn't get I just couldn't get the image of chris jericho out of my mind <laughs> like the, the the image of chris jericho in the booth voicing peter quill because oh. that's because john mclaren sounds like chris jericho like young chris jericho 
Ah, dear. Like, if you watch the VGU plays or the VGU plays video I did, Graydon edits in a video, like a, like a little comparison. Damn. And his performance grew on me. Yeah. And I'll say it's, it is growing on me actively. It's just I haven't crossed over where I'm like, I love this guy. I, right now, I'm just like, he's a good kid. Let's see what happens, you know? Like, there's, there's like three main um, portrayals of Peter Quill. Chris Pratt, uh, Scott Porter, and John McLaren. Hmm. Oh, when was yeah. Scott Porter him? Uh, the Telltale one. Oh, yep. you're forgetting about the, um, fuck, what's his name? Ron Stoppable. No, it wasn't Ron Stoppable. <laughs> um, Sean. What's Sean's voice actor? What's his name? Fuck, I forget. His Sean name. from Not what? Voice actor. Sean from Boy Meets World. Remember the the his friend? Oh, the the boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck, I forget his name. All right, I'm sorry. Spencer Breslin. It's <laughs> not him. Um, what's his whatever his name? What'd you just say, Al? Ryder Strong. Ryder Strong. He played Star Lord in the Disney XD show. And was pretty good. I didn't good watch at it. it. There's a Disney XD show about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it was pretty good. The art's good. Wow. Today I learned. I um, may have to now because growing up, Pony Swirl was my jam. Yeah, I think it was him. Maybe it is Ron Stoppable, but I'm fairly sure it's. Uh... Hmm. Uh, you know what? I think it is because the Ron Stoppable is Eric, and he, I forget his actor name. The brother from Boy Meets World. He plays him. I, I'm uh, too deep in this rabbit hole. I got to keep it real with you. I'll, I'll check. I'll okay. Try. I'm gonna let you check on that. But I, if it comes down to it, I'm saying okay. So okay, it's go ahead, go ahead. We got the information. So uh, Will Friedel, Will Friedel, yes, Will Friedel, yes. Yeah, he he voices him on. Or he voiced him in Avengers Assemble as well. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, oh. getting that money. Um, <laughs> all right, so here's what I'll say. So Lady D is my number one because I, I, we've been on this one so long and we there aren't that many things to choose from. So my number one with the bullet is Lady D. What is your number one with the bullet, Graydon? Is it Willem? Uh, motherfucker, I lost my list. I want to say Willem Dafoe. Damn. All right. I really do. I know I'll lose. I know I'll lose because who the hell else wants to vote for that? Nobody does. But I'm going to stick behind that. I do have a two and a three when it comes down to it. But uh, I don't know. I just I I think two was Star-Lord. I really did like him a lot. Um, hmm. I'll I'll come out and say it. The, the ones I'm biting my tongue on. I understand that if I were to have finished True Colors and finished Guardians, that Mantis and Steph would be more of a big deal. But from where I stand right now, I don't give a fuck about either of their characters. I thought Mantis was annoying at her introduction, Ooh. and I have never understood why Steph is great. And to be honest, Ooh. I love Alan. I've never understood why Alan loves Steph. 
But Bro, you're lucky we're recording the studio internet. Because <laughs> you're just because I was literally about to come out here and be like, oh, I'll take Steph. I love Steph, even though I haven't played True Colors at all. Like I'll see clips on Twitter of just Steph and uh, Alex interacting, and like my heart flutters a little bit. I love Steph so much, but like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Um, that being said, I'm gonna. Those why I was holding my tongue. Like I know I'm gonna lose those, so uh, I'm just gonna go and. Uh, hide in my corner with Willem and I'll come out when y'all vote Star-Lord. <laughs> All right. Let me, Josh, we haven't heard from you in a minute. What do you have a number one with the bullet? Do you have a top three in this list? Um, Really? I only have one. That would be Mantis. Mm. All right. I like yeah. that. Okay. So Mantis is like your number one then. Uh, Al, is Mantis your number one or maybe someone from Life is Strange? No, um, my number one is Erica Mori. Mm. And I will get behind that. Mm. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So it looks like we might be able to settle this pretty easily. Uh, I'm thinking our top three, Mantis, Erica Mori, and Lady D at three. Can I just say something? Go ahead, say it. I fear that we're going to run into a thing again where best characters may end up being Mantis and Alex. (laughs) All right, well, let me see what best character is, because that is something we're going to be talking about next next episode. You know what? No, there's some characters on here that I'm going to fight for. Okay, cool. Then I'm good with that three you chose. Okay. Yeah, because I'm not going to... Where is it? Where is it? Did I put Lady D on here? Yeah. Um, I could fight for Lady D and Best Original Character, but there are characters on there that I like more than Lady D, and we got the performance on here. So I like Lady D at three, because it seems like you're super against her. And Josh and Al, are y'all against Lady D at all? I haven't played the game, so I have no clue what she's like other than making people horny. She, yeah. she's just campy she's like the <laughs> the Good <God. laughs> um she is straight up like she's just so fun she's so campy she's like y'all remember the show the nanny with fran drescher yes i do <laughs> if fran drescher if the nanny had like an even more like loud and proud lesbian friend that would be lady d <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> and it is great. It's so it's so great, dude. It is so <laughs> great. Like Lady D has the energy of like I don't know if y'all have this in your life. I don't have this, but actually no. I had this in like one side of my family, but then I don't remember them anymore cuz it's been a long time since I went to a family reunion. But you ever had those like two aunts that haven't been married your entire life, but they live together? And no one ever explains it and then you get old enough and you're like, "Oh, okay, I know what's going on." <laughs> You mean Marge Simpson's sisters? Marge Simpson's sisters, also (laughs) Bayonetta and uh, the other girl in the red (laughs) from those games. Like, just that energy. Like, Lady D has that energy, and I love that energy so much. And she kind of, she makes the game for me. Like, I don't, I guarantee you I would not have played Resident Evil Village if not for Lady D being the front and center in that game. And the fact that I won it for free, but that's besides the point. (laughs) So, yeah, I think Lady D works. So 
So, okay. So does anyone want to say a piece? Because we haven't said a single thing about uh, Luke Carter from Inscription. Does anyone want to say a thing about that before I delete it? Because I'm definitely about to. So I kind of put that on more of just kind of like a, a wink and a nod. Uh, he's not in the game for very much, but what he do, what he does, <laughs> I really like. Um, he's, I like him. That's all I'm <laughs> gonna say because I don't want to spoil anything. But I can he imagine plays he, important. Yeah, he plays an important part in the game. Um, but he is basically what he is there to do. He does it very well, and he does it in a very likable way. Huh. Okay. I respect the hell out of that. All right. Well, RIP to you. <laughs> All right. So it seems like it's also time, Graydon. I apologize. Because you already said you'd put your weight behind Erica Mori. So I think it's safe to say, because there's more for Erica than Willem. Do you want to yeah. say your goodbye? Yeah. No. Uh, Willem, is great to see you again this year a couple times. Uh, we've had some good times. And... Uh, Let's see, you got to be a cop, you got to be a goblin again, and you had quite a year, buddy. Sorry sorry, you had to be in Beyond Two Souls. <laughs> Damn. All right, what were you about to say, Al? I just feel like we should put in like a little a pot, like a asterisk with um, Katie Benz. Mainly okay. because as, as I, like with Erica Mori, I where it's just life strange two colors. I'm not, I'm not, I'm focusing more on Katie Benson's performance in wavelengths rather than her performance in true colors. Yeah. I noticed that. Yeah. So, and before the storm, she, she's, um, she's not, she's there. She's not much happens. It kind of in the background. Yeah. Wavelengths heads just, and, and to an extent, True Colors. Wavelengths adds so so much to her character and like adds more depth, adds more adds depending on depending on which which opening question you you chose the answer to. We'll add tragedy and mm-hmm. huh. um like with twenty twenty one being a year where I being a big year of discovery for me. And playing wavelengths, hmm. I felt familiarity with certain things. Hmm. Okay, I can respect that. And the fact that they, I mean, I kind of wish that that you had the option to start wavelengths before the main story. The main story, as Graydon told me, you you can only play it after you beat the main game. Yeah, they lock you out of that shit. That's kind of lame. It is. Hmm. But after after you play after you play the the main the main story of uh, True Colors, wavelengths fills in so much, and it may it, it answers questions like from from the in the in the period from beyond before the storm to True Colors. Hmm. That's what I like to hear. Okay, let let me ask this real quick. It seems like you might be willing to fight more for uh, Steph than Alex, or or would you still want to go for Alex more? Or are you just saying your piece before we wipe <laughs> Steph away? 
I'm just saying my piece before we, Steph gets eliminated. Yeah. Cause because honestly, I would fight for Steph, but it seems like it's just you and me <laughs> and Graydon's super against. Um Erica Mori, this is this was her first big role. Like seriously, if you if you go to her IMDB page, it's literally just this. Oh, just wow. true colors. Hmm. And she everything she goes through from chapter one to chapter five and then like things that you find out in the final in the final chapter mm-hmm. which 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 answers questions about why she is the way she is hmm. just further encapsulates why she's by number one with a bullet hmm. okay now once again i'll read i don't think i said this yet but since all y'all know i didn't say it but for the podcast listeners haven't beaten i haven't touched life is strange <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, I said I'm halfway through, but yeah, I I can I've heard some stuff that kind of makes me think I know what you're talking about a little bit, so I can understand that. So, okay, so we have five people here. So it seems like we're gonna go ahead and take off Steph. I'm gonna go ahead and do that now, if that's cool with anyone or everyone. Cause I, I'm trying to get us down to our final three here, because it looks like we're we're we know what they are. We just gotta get them in order. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and delete Steph, RIP, respect to Katie Benz though. Um, and it looks like it's between Mantis and Quill. We got a lot of Mantis lovers and a lot of Mantis haters, but Peter Quill, it seems like most of y'all like him in general. So like we got a fight between Mantis and Peter Quill because it seems like Alex is definitely on here and I'm putting my foot down on Lady D. Wait, is let me ask this. Is anyone else really into the idea of Lady D in general? Like, because I feel like I'm the main person holding the flag for Lady D. Is anyone backing me up on that? No, you're not the only one. Um, like, okay, she's, mm-hmm. I was going to say a sassy Southern Belle. <laughs> Yo. But she, she's the, she's um, Mr. She's X. Mis, she's Mr. X, but with sass. No, no nonsense. Like a no nonsense attitude. Mm-hmm. Mr. X, but more playful. Well, Mr. Yeah. X, you could tell he would come to you and just snap your neck because that's efficient. Lady D would do some stuff first. Yeah, some stuff Not- that we wouldn't be able to say on this podcast because we'd have to age gate it. Yeah, probably. I mean, we've I, I said the word these, penis it? now three times. <laughs> I was just about to say this is Martha's explicit. <laughs> Like all these episodes are, if we swear oh, no, on the I'm podcast, talking, I'm talking yeah. about when, we, when if this goes up on you, when this goes up on YouTube. Oh yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, not for kids. Um, well, yeah. In any case, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I I feel that way as well. Um, okay, so I just wanted to make sure it wasn't just me holding the Lady D flag. So now let me ask the rest of you. I'm gonna go around. Peter Quill versus Mantis. You got to pick one uh let's let's go back to josh uh what say you peter quill versus mantis what's your pick i would hands down pick mantis okay i'm pretty much there with you uh graden what say you fine i'll concede to mantis you you don't have to concede say what you want who i do because if i pick (laughs) peter it's not gonna go anywhere willem defoe all over again i'll pick man (laughs) great let me see that i think it's about chapter 10 where mantis comes back in Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, eight. I'm right where Emmett is. I just yep. got to the uh, the ship. We docked into another ship, and I've uh, I'm about to meet a certain person, but I've yet to meet them. 
Okay. Mm. Yeah. About chapter 10 is where she comes back in and I can understand your uh, trepidation with her after her first encounter. She it's, is much more. Little... Oh, sorry. Go her, ahead, Alan. Her first, her, when she, when you first run into her on, on nowhere, it's a little in your face, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. And I will, and I'm, I'm actually more, now that I think about it, a more, a more for Mantis than Quill because the intimacy, um, the way Peter's written is like the performance is more of like what's come before. Yeah. Mantis feels like a variation, which is mm-hmm. good because I never like her in anything. So honestly, I thought, I thought you liked her in the telltale version. Um, did I? <laughs> did, did, hmm. The fact you don't know is troubling. Listen, <laughs> the Telltale Guardians was only my game of the year because I didn't play much else. <laughs> that being said, I do really love Telltale Guardians. I thought she was a better representation than the movie, but I still felt like her. I felt like her inclusion in the game felt in, in telltale felt like it was forced because, Hey, she was in the movie Hmm. and I don't know. Granted a lot about the team of guardians in the comics, but I didn't think she was that big of a deal. Maybe she is. And Josh can tell me otherwise. Um, and if she is, then she deserves to be in all of the, the guardians things. Um, but I just feel like her inclusion always seems a bit forced because, Hey, you remember her from the movies, but I just have never liked her character. Okay. Um, who here has seen men in black three? Me. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, remember the character Griffin? No. Mm, which one is that? <laughs> he's, he's the one when, uh, he's the one who gives them the piece, the piece of tech to uh save save everything like just to save the world i think i'm picking up what you're putting down i'm gonna type this in google oh that guy yeah michael stillbar Mm-hmm. that's the dude yeah he that that performance feels a bit it i i get i it reminded me like meant the way um emmanuel lucier martinez did mantis reminded me of that in a in a big way and i that and michael Soberg's character in man black three was my favorite character because of the constant Mm -hmm. like the constant saints like just unless it unless things turn out to be like they are in this version or this version or that version okay yeah where he's like pointing to different realities and timelines and stuff all the time yeah um I'll say that's another thing I liked about Mantis, where it wasn't because in the movies, I remember it was like, oh, they can affect your emotions and stuff. Where here it's like, oh, she's just seen all of time at once, low key, uh, which is, you know, I think that's an interesting twist on it. And I I don't know how that's going to come into into play with the plot, but I'm sure that however it comes into play is going to be super cool because that's what I really like about the Guardians of the Galaxy game in general is that it takes 
this world that I know from the movie specifically, but you know, in comics and other things. And it goes into the weirdest corners. Like you're talking to crypto to space dog. Like, come on. Like they're they're not doing anything conventional with this very it's still conventional because it's Marvel at the end of the day, but they're going into the least conventional corners with it, with the like slime squid, slime square monsters that you're fighting and all these different weird enemies. Like they're going weird with it. And the portrayal of Mantis in this game is equally weird, which is why I think we should delete Peter Quill because I like him. I think he's going to be a great character by the end of the game, but he's just not, he is the safest choice of this game. They, they, I really feel like they could have gone and did some really weird shit with Peter Quill, but this Peter Quill is almost exactly the Peter Quill from everything else to me. I think the only difference is he's a little bit softer and not as much of a womanizing asshole. <laughs> it seems like a lot of his, a lot of his most toxic stuff has come out in the past and they keep calling back to that in the game, which I really appreciate, but it's still the same old Peter Quill from everything else I've seen. So. Would it be safe to say we can delete Peter Quill? Sure. Okay. Because it seems like, <laughs> man, I'm sorry. Like, I, hey, and I'm telling you right now, I feel like you're going to change your opinion on Mantis once you beat the game. I'm going to change my opinion on a lot of these things. We're going to have to yeah. do this whole deliberations again. <laughs> <laughs> game of God. the year 2021 revisited. Oh, my God. See you in five years. Game of the year 2021, too. Uh, <laughs> here we go. All right, so we got our top three. Now we have to arrange them. Um, since I'm the only one who was fighting for Lady D, I'm totally content if she's at three. It seems like... Would it be fair to say that Alex is number one? I'm fine with Because yeah. she's mm-hmm. the, lead, the lead character? Well, yeah, she's the only lead character in this list. But also, it seems like everyone's willing to fight for Alex. And Mantis has at least one detractor, and I'm the one person holding the flag for Lady D. So I think that's the list. Everybody cool with that? Yeah. Yep, yep. Bingo, bango, boingo. So we have our winners here. So let's go ahead and read out best performance. Number three, Maggie Robertson as Lady Dermatrice from Resident Evil 8 Village. Number two, uh, Manuel Lucia Martinez as Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy. Why did I let someone with the hard to pronounce name win? I'm kidding. Um, And number one, the winner is Erica Mori as Alex Chin in Life is Strange True colors all right that one wasn't too bad now um if i'm gonna keep my promise and get us all out of here before this podcast goes to three hours we got less than 30 or less than 29 minutes to get this last uh topic done so let's go ahead and talk about this final category the one from the beginning that we skipped right over best original soundtrack and score slash um so i'm gonna read these nominees and then we'll talk about how we're gonna do this one uh, so here are the nominees. Uh, I'm going to read all of the names attached to each one, but I'm not going to do it every time. I'm only going to do it this one time. The first nominee, Halo Infinite by ooh, Gareth Coker, Joel Cor- Corlietz, Curtis Schwaltzer, and uh, specifically Zeta Halo, Zeta Halo, and never tell me the odds. Uh, then the next nominee is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Richard Jacquez, uh, Life is Strange True Colors, Haven No Amor, and Home. All right, these are just specific track names. I'm just going to say the names of the artists. 
yeah so so we're not going too deep into it so yeah life is strange true colors uh novo omar uh gavriel uplin and mxm tune uh then we have ratchet and clank rift apart uh mark mothersburg and wataru hokoyama it's uh, mother's the... ba you get that name right oh fuck mother's <laughs> ba see you, thank you i needed that <laughs> you get that king he's a king of our time Hey, Known for such to... classics as Whip It and the Rugrats theme song. You get that Whoa. shit right. Deadass? Yeah. He's, a, oh, he's wow. the, like the main, the head of Devo. Wow. All right. Well, I'm going to italicize him later. Uh, <laughs> the next the next nominee we have, The Forgotten City by Michael Allen. Uh, then we have the Deltarune soundtrack by Toby Fox. Uh, then we have Psychonauts 2 by Peter McConnell uh, featuring Jack Black on certain tracks. Uh, we have Chicory by Lena Rain. Uh, then we have Persona 5 Strikers by uh, Atushi Ikajo, Gota Masouka, and Shioji Megiru. Then we have Balan Wonderworld by Ryo Yamazaki and Hiro, Hiro Nori. Hanazwa. Ooh, I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry I'm ignorant, but I'm trying here. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the next one we have here is uh Road 96 by various artists. That that one's easy. Uh <laughs> Knockout City by the Soundlings. Uh Def Loop by Tom Salta. Uh Erich Talaba, Ross Trenzirza. Arcane Leon and then Ooh. Wow. and this is like me reading the games coming out on win. Oh Lord, I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs> I am hey man. I, hey, this is why I said I'm only reading it once. And then the final one is Neo The World Ends With You by Takiharu oh, Ishimoto. I said that first good. name wrong. I am apologizing. <laughs> oh god, that was bad. I am so sorry, but you I well we got through it stop y'all should have stopped me when i was really fucking it up because i i know i fucked it up like several times but oh boy well so, mm -hmm. before we dive in can i say a couple little caveats all right what's the caveat so i've been thinking about these random things <clears throat> so i think that we skipped over like so this list is big these nominees and I remember that Josh had said, like, for full disclosure, we didn't all play all these games, but Truth. we knew of these musics. And to be fair, they're all quite good. Um, some that I'm sure we looked over were Sable, which had some great Ooh, music. Japanese breakfast. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Death's Door which I've yet to listen to that soundtrack, but going off of Titan souls, that soundtrack was really good. And I'm sure death's door. I'm sure they pulled out the stops for the music in that. So that was one, the sum that I wanted to mention also. Hey, yeah, go ahead. Well, can okay. I mention one more thing that yeah. we forgot? Um, even though I don't like the specific game that much, uh, near replicant, that music is still great. Near has great music and near replicant had some really good tunes, but Dude, didn't near really adhere. Near Automata has some of the best fucking music. Oh yeah, certainly. And they continue that tradition, but and eh, the game overall. <laughs> bleh. 
Um, also, <laughs> fun fact, you can't get this OST anywhere, much to the dismay of a friend of mine who tweets about it multiple times a week. But Doom Eternal still has ah. no soundtrack anywhere. Um, and a lot of... For good there reason. Was a, Mick why? Gordon. Mick oh, Gordon's on some fuck shit. <laughs> yes, I was going to say there's a lot of... Uh, controversy with that with that soundtrack but um andrew hulschult i believe his name is he mm-hmm. did a lot of like all the music for that and the dlcs um which came out this year and just just really fucking good really good music and um then my, my other thing is i was just thinking about it today but also it ties it ties into this because people have talked about the music a lot but I want to thank you guys for not nominating Loop Hero for anything. Because. <laughs> wow. Because that game is a deck builder. So inherently, fuck that game. Wow. But, but so many people talked about that game and it got a lot of talk in Game of the Year discourse. And apparently the music's good. So we won't be talking about it. And I'm grateful. You know what? To Am counteract. To- yet. <laughs> Yo, you might be. Devolver might not be fucking with you anymore because they published that. Um, <laughs> I'll say I didn't play Deathloop or wow, I didn't play Loop Hero. I did get it for free off of Epic Game Store though, but I have not played it. I don't think I will at any point in the future. But people like that game, so I'm not gonna hate on it. That's all <laughs> I'm gonna say. Um, so here's how we're gonna do this this whole original score soundtrack because this is a big, 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 big list. We have to. Number one, let me just talk about this. So for for us in the chat right now, not you guys listening at home, um, if you we, we might be playing some tracks here um, just so we can, you know, talk efficiently about these songs and about these uh, these soundtracks so we can get a little bit of a taste here. So if anybody wants to know how to use the commands in order to play a song in here, uh, look in the text channels in general. Then scroll up a little bit and you'll see Fred Boat Commands. I put it up right before the Def Loop uh, YouTube video I posted there. But you can look in the commands and I'll show you how to play a song. All you got to do is hit two colons, hit play, and then type and then copy paste the URL in there. Send that chat message and then it'll play. And then you can use the same commands that are also in that list to pause it, to stop it when you're done playing it, blah, 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 blah. So that's for all of y'all. For everyone listening, I'm doing that so, you know, I don't have to edit the song in after the fact. That way it's just all live and I can just add that audio track in there and it's perfectly timed out. So I don't have to sit here and scrub through potentially three hours of podcast. So um, that's going to be an element possibly. But also because this list is so long and because we are getting towards that three hour mark, let's stay strict to our top three. If if our we're going to go through our top threes. And if it ain't your top three, we're cutting it just for the sake of efficiency. Um, so does anyone have their top three already in their head? Yes. All right. What are your top three? Death Loop. Okay. All right. Death Loop. Halo Infinite. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and Life Strange True Colors. All right. Okay. Okay. One I agree with. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there's one. Um, Josh, do you want to round us out? Oh, let's say uh, Delta Rune, Persona okay. Five Strikers, and Knockout City. Ooh, hoo, hoo. 
All right. I'm fucking with it. I'm fucking with it. All right. Graydon, what say you? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> so I took the entire list. Um, I scratched out two of them, three of them. Um, and I made a top eight, but I'm going to give you three. I'm only going to give you three. But like, wow. I, I'm just saying what? like, I, like I put everything in order. Like it was a lot for me. Um, I, I some, some little caveats. Um, I personally am not going to mention life is strange simply because I, I, I love life is strange's music. I talked about it in my playthrough of, of season two. I'm already mentioned it in my playthrough of true colors that I'm working on. To me, Life is Strange is about the music, hence why I don't care about the copyright strikes. I, I let those fucking things play. I didn't want to spoil the music. Like, I want to hear a song for the first time and think about that scene. So I did not listen to the songs, and I, I would nominate it just by, like, I'll, 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 I will say, yeah, sure, I'll agree with that if it ends up in the top three. But personally, it's not on my list. Um, and the other one that I really just had to get rid of was Halo Infinite because, uh, mm, guys, mm. it's it's Halo. It's more fucking Halo. Literally, one of the songs that we suggested, while great, it's just the Halo theme song again. <laughs> like, like I I love it though. But but I just I don't know. It's Halo. M- my number one, Emmett. You're going to be blown away. <laughs> oh, here we fucking go. <gasps> Knockout City's OST slaps, dude. Ah! So good. God. Tickle me pink and call me Shirley. <laughs> I, I played a couple rounds of that game all year. That was all I did. I played tutorial and like a couple rounds. I did not know that that game's music was going to go that fucking hard. Oh. Holy shit. That's like music to run to, music to die to. <laughs> like, you know, like, I slide off the road on the ice going to work tomorrow. I I am playing that in the whip. <laughs> <laughs> that is an incredible freaking soundtrack. Some of these honestly were like, oh, I have to listen to all of this, and I've yet to, but I added them to my to my like to listen to playlist. I yeah, crazy oh, crazy. Okay. Um, all right. I think you'll all be genuinely surprised with my picks. You want to know number two? Yeah. What's number two? I'm going to highlight that or underline it. Number two is Rift Apart. Wow. I was okay. pleasantly surprised by those songs. And honestly, I had, um, or no, we didn't even pick songs for that one. I just picked random songs, but I, yeah, really, really satisfied with with that music but i do like mark mother's ball i think he's a, a freaking musical genius and i love that music okay. um respect and my, num- my number three i <laughs> infamously never really been interested in undertale but delta runes music is really good too yeah <laughs> that music that's really good and i i'm very specific with like chiptune type things that i like but that was really good um hmm. I Josh, you've mentioned Stardew Valley, but I feel like that music is also good. And just like right there's there's am I thinking of that game? There's music in that game, right? Yeah. In Stardew, yeah. Okay. Um like there's I don't know, just something about like little little f- games that can do a hardcore, like probably a battle scene music and then somber 
probably just narrative scene music. Like I didn't even play Deltarune and I could figure out like, oh yeah, this music would go over this. And it's just like the those songs are very good. So that was hmm. that was my top three. But I was really happy with a lot of this music. Wow. Okay. So all right. Well, I'll go ahead and say we've highlighted all of my top three except one. I listened to as far as what I listened to out of this out of this list, because I didn't listen to everything, because I gotta be honest, I didn't have time. But um I listened to everything except uh The World Ends With You. Didn't get around to that. I didn't listen to where is it? Where is it? For Ratchet and Clank, I played the game, so I was like just coasting on my ability to remember those songs. Oh wow. And um, same with Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I was coasting on my ability to remember those songs, too, because I'm in the middle of it. So I should know it. Um, everything else I think I listened to. So something about Guardians, not to interrupt, but like mm-hmm. that that game also Halo has two different soundtracks because they have a multiplayer soundtrack, too. Yeah, um, true. But Guardians has its score, which I wasn't that excited by. But <laughs> the Star-Lord band... <laughs> that album it's really mm-hmm. good too yeah like, it does have some really good like just metal songs and definitely you can like you can take that whole album seriously as just a just a great album yeah that's that's one thing i was gonna say because guardians of the galaxy isn't in my top three at all because it's it's not my type of music but i do appreciate that they made original music that fits in the universe with the 80s licensed soundtrack that they already have. I think that's super impressive. And then also getting licensed music is really hard and getting licensed music that matches with the game is also pretty challenging as well. So the fact that they gathered all these licensed tracks and they all hit and they all fit, I think that's really impressive. So shout out to that. It's not on my top three though. My (laughs) top three, as you probably heard from my gleeful shouts, Knockout City, Mm. love that music. Life is Strange True Colors. Love that music. And believe it or not, I'm going to say this can probably change, but this is like my number three. Psychonauts 2. Oh, I did really not, good. I did not touch Psychonauts 2 at all, but its music is pretty damn good. Now, I'll say it's very classical. And when I say classical, I don't mean like classical instrumentation. I mean, it is, it's, it's a PS2 style platformer. It sounds like a PS2 style platformer in the music. Like it has a whimsical kind of like late 90s, early 2000s Disney type of vibe to the music, which I really appreciate. Um, But it does sound like other stuff. Uh, I I think Knockout City is my number one because it doesn't sound like anything else out there. I think that's super unique. And Life is Strange True Colors is the type of music I would listen to when I've hip hop myself all out and I just want to listen to something now chill me out, I would listen to some True Colors music. Like, a lot of those songs are just good songs. Like, I was listening to that shit at work, and I was like, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm being exploited as a worker when the song's on. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's what I'll say about True Colors. That's a solid number two. But Knockout City, holy fuck, y'all. That's the one. All right, so here, here's what we're going to do. So with with everything we have here, The World Ends With You, did not get mentioned. Road 96 did not get mentioned. Bell and Wonderworld, which I did listen to, some good songs on there, did not get mentioned. Chicory did not get mentioned. And Forgotten City, great game, but it did not get mentioned. And Guardians of the Galaxy did not get mentioned. So we're deleting all of them right now. Wow. All right. I know. We have Can to I be cut through things. It. Say, say <laughs> some things about them. I'm going to delete them now, but feel free to say some things. 
All right. Here's my couple of things. Uh, world ends with three. With the, wait, did you delete them already? <laughs> oh, wait. I can control Z. Go All ahead. Right. <laughs> I just want to go down the list and sorry, I have to pause my baseball game. Um, <laughs> okay. World ends with you. Uh, pretty okay. Not the best. Road 96 is a game. I'm going to fight so fucking hard for that game. Road 96 <laughs> is a game that is very based in music. And those songs, like you get to love them because they all, they're like themes. They're essentially people's themes and they show oh. up a lot throughout the game. And the road has become one of my favorite fucking songs, maybe in the world. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a damn beautiful song that is very, uh, a big deal in that game. So definitely go play road 96 uh bow and wonder world i put that on there i stand by that game is a travesty but its soundtrack <laughs> is phenomenal there's some great ass songs in there um the only problem is they run them into the ground um one of the freaking like you probably if you've seen anything about bow and wonder world you've probably seen how um the there's like a, a rhythm game, a rhythm section where you have to like. Oh, yeah. Where they're like doing the little the 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 pose where they yeah. touch their fingertips. Yeah. Yes. The posing thing where you play as Balin, the guy with the eyes and the hat. And then you like you got to like line up and it's like a quick time event that excuse me, that pl uh, plays in every single level. And it's always to the same song. And it gets really redundant. But the song's great. So so there it is. Um, and then what else did we say? Oh, Chicory was pretty good, pretty good music. And Forgotten City, I it's good ambiance, I guess, but nothing stuck out stuck out for me. Yeah. There. That's what I that's what I agree with Forgotten City. Like I as a I'm gonna fight for that game hardcore later, but yeah, the music in that game, it it fades into the background perfectly, but it fades into the background. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and also I will say on on uh, Road ninety six, the music in that one didn't sound like what that game is. Like I was listening to it, and I'm like, this one sounds like a racing game song. This one sounds like an arcade that, shooter song. That is what Road ninety six is. Yeah, you it, genre you, hopping. <laughs> once you explained that, once you said it was like their themes, I'm like, okay, so that probably makes a lot more sense. It's mm. for different vibes and different parts of the story so okay that makes a lot more sense but striking them all from the legister legister okay. ledger anybody want to say anything else about these as i'm removing them all right nope we're removing them <laughs> we gotta because if we don't do it we'll be here all night and it's already getting close to two so <laughs> so now we have halo infinite we have ratchet and clank rift apart we have delta root psychonauts 2 persona 5 strikers knockout city Death Loop, and that's it. Um, Death Loop I, just has a very long one. Go ahead. I am fine with Halo getting cut if it means um, that we can all get out of here faster. <laughs> Fair enough, because this would be a long fight if not. Um, all right, so we're deleting Halo Infinite. Does anyone else want to fight for Halo Infinite? Because I am also the opinion that it's more Halo music, which is good, but it's the same. All right. Whoopie. Oh. Control Z. No, I just <laughs> wanted to say that mm -hmm. there is a noticeable difference between um, Halo, Halo Five, and Halo Infinite. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Like from and going from Maureen O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore to I forgot who did the music for Halo Four, but the new guy. There's with Halo Infinite, it brought things back to familiar familiarity. Mm, okay. So that that's all I have to say about that. Okay. A return to form, we'll say for Halo. Yeah. Okay. I respect that. Um, not enough to stick around on the list, though. So <laughs> R.I.P. to Mr. Chief. Um, all right. So other ones that only got brought up once. I'll go ahead and point this out now. I don't think anybody else is going to fight for Psychonauts 2. Like I said earlier, it is very, very solid music. It's very solid like PS2 or not even PS2 platformer music because I think people start thinking like the more bouncy tunes of a Ratchet and Clank. But this is more like like adventure. This is like when Disney was making a bunch of like 2D movies like Treasure Planet and stuff like that back in the day. Like that type of vibe, you know? Um, it, it kind of has that big grandiose energy to it, but it's also playful at the same time. Um, I really like it. It makes me want to play Psychonauts 2 more, actually. Uh, and I also haven't even heard that Jack Black track that everyone, not everyone's been talking about, but is a track that people know because Jack Black's on it. So one of these days I'm going to get around to it, but I'm I'm okay with removing it unless somebody wants to fight. I'm trying desperately to... Uh get this freaking thing to play just so you're you're ah, uh, so we can it. listen to it yes okay if you hit two colons play and then uh paste the link don't tell me it didn't let no I way got i got it i think it's in there <laughs> did it work all right let me see it didn't <laughs> work when you did it let me see if i can make it do it oh wait they're not col. oh they're semicolons yeah they're semicolons that's oh, it oh hold on hold not on colons. hold on yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, God. There it goes. Look at that, guys. Music. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the Jack Black track? No. This was just like a random one. Oh, okay. post Jack Black one. How do I stop? Okay. <laughs> well, you could just have it in the chamber. See, this is the type of vibe I'm, I'm thinking of, because this is like... This is not only giving me Sly Cooper, it's also giving me Incredibles, you know? Yeah. And I really like that vibe. But I know this is, it was in my top three, but it was my number three and no one else said it. So, <laughs> like if I got to fall on it, yeah. Look at that. So, and also for listeners there, I will be bringing down the volume of the music a little bit so it's not overbearing our voices. But yeah, I, I like that music. It's really good. Um, do you have the Jack Black track? Yes, let me throw it up here now. <laughs> oh, damn. That is not it's it. Been added to the queue. It's been added to the queue. Hold on, hold on. We're going to skip forward. Let me see what the command is to skip. All right, I got you. Oh, you did it. Nice. There we go. Lost alone. Neither skin nor bone. Just a thought is all I've got. Oh yeah, this is mellow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the thing about this game is that there's like so many different kind of changes in the music based on each level. And so this is one of those more like 60s psychedelic uh, levels that are uh, in the game. Okay. Huh. There we go. There you go. I just wanted to get that part in. 
Okay. <laughs> I thought he literally that cadence. I was like, "Viva Las Vegas." Uh, <laughs> More like "Viva right. Rock Vegas." Hey, there you go. Uh, is inimitable. He's he's perfection. Yeah. Jet I don't Black, know what that song. Your father. But <laughs> he's he's great. No one picked up that. I just said Jack Black is Graydon's father because he looks like him. Anyway. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> no, no. Graydon's dad is Joseph Ferris. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've established that my actual dad is my actual dad. <laughs> he's kind of a patron saint of VGU at this point. Uh, yeah, also very he, true. He's one of the patron saints of when. <laughs> he's up there with <laughs> Jeff Grubb. So yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give it to you there. Here, so is anyone? It seems like we like Psychonauts too, but it seems like it's all on the bottom tier of our enjoyment. Because like I was about to delete it, but we've played so- a lot of songs from here. Do we want to keep it? Maybe hold on to it. Can we move okay. on to Persona and see if anybody else thought that was good? Here's the thing: I I didn't listen to any Persona Five Strikers because. I played Persona 5, the original, and I know it's just more of that type of music. And I like that type of music, but like, so? <laughs> Let me see. Persona. I'm going to type in Persona 5 Strikers OST, and uh, we're going to see. Let me uh, throw one on here. Please, please. Because like, I'm sure it's good. Persona 5 music is just good. Oh, okay. So it's, it's rocking out more. Yeah, they've kind of made it more kind of rocky, metally in places. Um, they do kind of retouch on some of the songs that were in the first in Persona Five. Um, but yeah, they've kind of definitely speeded up to be more of a uh, almost like a fighting game kind of feeling to it, more actiony. Yeah. Hmm. This has huh. a lost Italian vibe. Yeah, that's true. I gotta be honest with you though. I like the more jazzy vibe of the original. Fair enough. Where I'm I don't taking it off. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and take it off unless someone else wants. Does anyone else in favor of not of of keeping it? All right. Uh, no, yeah. I I'm sorry, but did you guys like have a conversation? Like, did wait, anybody- did you not hear us at all? I heard fuck all. And I was like, cause it was just like, and, and I was oh just like, God. all right, I guess we're letting Josh talk. Like, cause then it'll make sense when we turn the music down and post. And then Emmett responded and I was like, Oh, they're, they're just, they're on there without me. I don't know. All right. Well, <laughs> let me help you out. Graydon. If you, if you click on uh, the Fred boat bot in our little chat list of all of us here, if you yes. click, if I think right click on him. You can control the user volume and now turn the music down so you can hear us talk. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Thank you. Because otherwise you. that's going to be confusing. <laughs> now I have to listen to the podcast for three hours to hear the sentences I missed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Have fun with that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take off Persona 5. I think it is still very good, but I like the versions of I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of like the harder rock version of it. So yeah, that's that's my view on it. Um, let's look at Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. You're the only one who liked it. So do you have wow. some? Oh, okay, look, pause. I like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart's music. I think it's fine, but I think it's serviceable. I think I'm just so used to, because I play a lot of Ratchet and Clank. 
I am used to the type of music that it goes for. The last like three or four games have all kind of hit a similar vibe with its music. Uh, I don't recall Rift Apart doing anything super duper special. Um, do you have a track that you really like that you might want to show us, or is it just you know? Um, oh, you like it? You, you don't even have them up. Um, yeah, let me see. Let me double check because I added them to my playlist because I enjoyed them quite a bit. Oh goodness! Oh, because no. I'm looking it up right now, and oh mm, no, fam! Video <laughs> game music. Here we go. Here we go. Um, Festival of Heroes was one that I had added. Okay. Shall I look that up? I mean, I can. Uh, here, I got you. I already have it up. Give me just okay. a minute. I'll add it in. Boom, boom, awesome. bam, bing, bam, boop. I think it starts off slow, but then it gets further, like, pretty good. Turns up a little bit. It turns up a little bit. As the kids say, is this the menu music? I don't know. It's called Festival of Heroes. I thought it was like, like a part. All I can picture is the gameplay that they kept showing, where they were like, Shh, like, oh man, we're getting sucked into portals. Oh yeah, where they keep switching up the locations. Yeah. Ah like yeah. It slaps. Yeah, that's. It's it's fun. It gives me swashbuckling energy. Yeah, it's like Avengers. Yeah, honestly, actually, yeah, it's very Avengers like. Hmm. Yeah, I'm a fan. It's very, and it it gives individualistic vibes. Where Psychonauts Two feels a little bit more specific than this. I think that's why Rift Apart's music kind of just fades in. It just sounds like superhero music, you know. Mm. Which isn't bad, it's just, this is just some Marvel shit, and we've seen Marvel forever. Okay. Which, that, you know, no, that's yeah. the uh, That's the Halo excuse that I gave, so I'll take that. I'll accept yeah. that, and we can scratch it. Alright, in that case, I'm gonna go ahead and cancel that one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, no disrespect, I'm gonna go ahead and remove Ratchet and Clank. I clearly love the game, but music oh. isn't a thing that, oh. We started we something. Went to another track. Um, how about I just <laughs> I pause the music overall? <laughs> there we go. I just paused it. I think I messed around and put in the whole playlist instead of just the song. <laughs> so when I hit skip, it was like, nah, nah fam. Uh, but yeah, it's fine. All right. So, so let me ask everybody. Here's one that I think I want to go ahead and italicize. Knockout City's number one, right, everyone? I I will absolutely say yes. Josh, how about you? I'm fine with that. Al, how about you? I don't know. I have you not listened to any of it? No, not uh, not that. That's that's not the reason. Um, mm-hmm. For me, every every Life is Strange game I play tends yes. to leave an imprint on me for the last for quite a while, and True Colors did that. Hmm. Okay. I mean, to be clear, I also want Life is Strange in the top three. Can I just like play a, a track that is will not spoil anything? If anything, it just gives an indication of what. Go ahead. I just wanted to em- uh, clear out the queue so you can put oh, in a new track. R.I.P. <laughs> to the queue. It'll come back because I accidentally added all twenty songs from the Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart soundtrack. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> 
There we go. Okay. See, if I played the game, I feel like I'd be crying. This this song was also used in the uh, the Switch trailer for like yeah. the Life Strange Remaster Collection and, and True Colors. Wait, did I mention it in my place? Possibly. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I did listen to the song and I remember enjoying this one a lot. Because I did mention um, I mentioned the Life is Strange trailer. Let, let me ask everybody else. How, how do we feel about Life is Strange? Uh, like, do we think it's a lock to be on here somewhere? Or is anybody like fighting hardcore to get it off? I'm not crazy about it. It just feels like some one of those soundtracks I have to be in the mood for. Um, I'm typically more like I want something upbeat and I can listen to that literally anytime, no matter what my mood is. And Life is Strange is very much like a low tone kind of chill. I, I need to be maybe somewhat down. Like uh, some incense. Yeah. Stars. So it, it doesn't speak to me, but if everyone else is strong on it, we can keep it. Well, I guess, Graydon, what what say you about Life is Strange? Oh, I already said that I would put my, I, I would I would vote for it if we mm-hmm. felt that strongly about it, and that like I I will always lift up Life is Strange music. I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliantly used. Um, they put, uh, there was some real song because they put oh. Oh, who's who has touched Life is Strange? I haven't touched it at all. Nope. Okay. All right. I don't think it's spoilery to say that there is a uh, acoustic version of Radiohead's Creep. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, I heard about that. And it's <laughs> gorgeous. And just I love I always love a Life is Strange uses like not to say real songs, but like covers you know, like music covers. Yeah. Either covers or just life as music, licensed music. Like uh, uh, season two used uh, "Melancholy Hill" by Gorillaz, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. It's in like my favorite episode of it that uses another great licensed song that I love from Just Dance back in the day. But I digress. Um, you can or, do it by Ice Cube, <laughs> or um, the first Life Strange with uh, Crosses, where they both have. Actual song in the in the game in the in the episode, and they have um, Max playing the song acoustic. Um, Is all the songs in these games just sad? I wouldn't say um, call them sad. Yeah, I wouldn't say that either. A lot of the it's not it's not even that it's sad. It's about a lot it of feels the very one note from what I've heard. See, some of it's one note, but in the case of like. Uh, before the storm there's a lot of like angsty teen stuff that is a little bit less just monotone and relaxed it is some of that stuff can be more like aggressive and in your face but in the original life is strange and a lot in season and a lot in life is strange too and a lot in true colors from what i'm hearing it is just that chill vibe like we're making a picnic (laughs) type music we're making a picnic (laughs) um haven Mm. That song is so peaceful that I have it as my alarm. 
Oh God, I'd sleep through that. <laughs> I respect that. That's really nice, but I just my sleep tolerance is too high. Or too low? Not too high. And it's like you cute, but no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It seems like life is strange. Enough of us would fight for it hardcore for it to stay. So I think Knockout City and Life is Strange can both get uh, what is it? I have them underlined. I'm gonna un-underline. Actually, let me just un-underline everything that isn't those two so we know what it is. All right. So Knockout City and Life is Strange are definitely staying on here. Now we just got a fight between Deathloop, Psychonauts 2, and Deltarune. Um, now I'll say Deathloop's fine. <laughs> like, I like the music there, but I don't know. Deathloop I, I nominated. Crazy mm -hmm. I, put, I put Deathloop on here just for deja vu. Okay. Well, because let me play. Yeah, I'm going to look it up real quick. Go ahead. As I, when you were, uh, when you were showing like showing us how the whole thing worked, the bot worked. I described Deja Vu as like a Bond theme. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I remember you talking about it. Yeah, as like something that would fit perfectly. And actually, someone did. Um, they did a mashup of uh, Deathloop and Skyfall. Mm. And my God, it fit perfectly. Well, hot damn. See, okay, so you would put it on there mainly just for that song. Yeah, it, it blew my mind. Well. For the people at home, if you want to hear why it's so great, um, here. Wow! Didn't mean to do that. Goddamn! Starts. I think Alan is singing along. Because the male I thought the same thing. Yeah, it sounds like Alan. Yeah. See, okay, I feel you on this deja vu track. It does feel very like. It feels like a Bond theme, and I think that's what they were going for. It kicks ass. This is a really great song. Yeah, but like this one song versus all of the slaps in Knockout City versus the multitude of slaps on uh, Before the Storm that we just talked about. But like, what would I put over that? I think I like a lot of the music on Psychonauts 2. Like, I feel like Psychonauts 2 has the mood of some of the stuff from Death Loop. And then a lot more. Like it oh, might not I'm, have one big track like this though. I'm completely, I'm, I'm totally fine with Deathloop, Gang Jettison. Okay. But just, just the, just having the song being acknowledged is more than enough. Oh, I'll tell you. All right, that's. Ugh, that got <laughs> oh, me. <God. laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That 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 got me a little excited. I ain't gonna lie. At this hit right you know what for this is probably the only song named deja vu that is good that is sung by beyonce featuring jay-z i have i have a proposition okay let me pause this while you make your proposition oh well thank you. thoughts thoughts on just making this a top five because we do have five right now because we, we haven't even gotten a delta rune no, but I, I just think there's a little bit of everything for everybody in here. And oh. it's also great. there was what, 14? <laughs> yeah, nominate. there's so many. <laughs> well, we started with 14. Now we have five. We can cut this down. Like, honestly, you're cool with Deathloop getting deleted. And Josh, how you feel about Deltarune getting deleted? <laughs> nope. <laughs> ah, well, I really like I have I've been listening to 
most of these soundtracks since we, for about the past two weeks, Deltarune is the one I've probably listened to the most. Okay. It's really good. I mean, I'm cool with falling on Psychonauts, keeping Deltarune, and deleting Deathloop. What do you mean falling on Psychonauts? Like letting it die. All right. I'm kind of good with all of that. Okay. So so we're good. I I can delete. I'll delete Psychonauts too, and I'll delete Deathloop. Everyone's yes. I didn't love Psychonauts 2, but I thought it was I thought it was nice. It will be nice in the game when I get to it, but mm-hmm. I, it wasn't anything to write home about. Deathloop was oh, really freaking good. But yeah. like but that's the thing is as I looked at the soundtrack and was like, hmm, do I want to add this to it? I have a feeling that these three songs are like the only three like license track feeling things and the rest is just ambiance. Am I correct about that? Or yeah, that... De- Deathloop is mostly ambiance when I was listening to it. Okay, it doesn't have a lot. Like, because Deja Vu was, we all know it was from the trailer. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if it was in the game. Maybe it's a credit song. Um, but I don't know if it like overall Deathloop is probably just instrumental and I don't know if we even listen to that. I mean, I listen to instrumental stuff every now and then, but Deathloop is just not strong enough for me to crave it, you know? Yeah, no, I mean like I don't know if we listened to Deathloop's instrumental stuff because it wasn't the recommended things. Oh no, I I went to the official soundtrack on Spotify and just hit play. <laughs> oh, oh okay. All right, cool. And I I listened to some of those tracks and I'm like, "All right, this is fine, but it's not like, you know, it's not not bringing the boys to the yard, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's no milkshake. Exactly. So I went ahead and took off uh, Deathloop. And based off of what we said earlier, Psychonauts 2 is good, but I'm taking that one off as well. And so now, in not that much time at all, we have our top three. We have Life is Strange. We have Deltarune. We have Knockout City. Um, now, here's where it gets interesting. Does Deltarune have any chance of being anything but three? I mean, Josh, where, do you think it's safe to say that's number three? Because I, I think Deltarune's music is fine. I think it's really good. It sounds like he's using a very limited uh, instrumental palette. It sounds like he's using maybe one or two instruments, and he does a lot with what he has. Or I think it's like not 8-bit music, but something like it. <laughs> like 16-bit maybe? Whatever it is, he's using that t- that limited tool set very well, but it's he cannot get anywhere close to what Life is Strange or Knockout City is doing, in my opinion. So I don't think I can convince any of them. Um, I, mm-hmm. The only thing I would say is that I think he does with less tools at his disposal. He leaves a more varied soundtrack than either Knockout City or Life is Strange. But wow. if you don't like it, then you don't like it. So yeah, that's. You're making a good point, but I also feel like Knockout City, it doesn't, every song in Knockout City doesn't sound the same, but it's all trying to hit the same mood. It's all trying to hit Greece and space. <laughs> That's the whole soundtrack for Knockout City, and I love it for that. Um, let, let me get, a, let me just go around. What's everyone's order for this? Because my order would be Knockout City 1, Life is Strange 2, Delta Rune 3. Um, Al, I'm going to start with you. What would your ranking for this be? Okay, it would be... While you're doing that, I'm going to look up a Knockout City song just to play. Because if it's in the top three and we didn't play any of it, come on. Oh, I pulled one up already. Please, drop it. Um, Oh, shit. Let me skip first. (laughs) 
tell you. Oh. Yes. This makes me want to gyrate. <laughs> this sounds. This sounds like a song that would be, that you, I would hear on GameSpot.com in like 2005. Oh, <laughs> no, this sounds like if they ever reboot Nick Arcade. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm put this on my MySpace. Hell yeah. Um. Knockout yeah, City, number yes. one. Okay, Lush. Knockout City, number one. Life is Strange, True Colors, number two. Delta Ruin, three. But if you think about it, two, number two and three don't really matter. Damn, wow. <laughs> no, no, and no, no. I mean, in terms of people viewing it, they just want to know what, what the number one pick was. Yeah, I guess so. But there's a lot of Delta Rune fans that are going to be happy it's on here. So. You Looking know. like someone who really wants to go to bed. Yeah, fair. <laughs> All right. What about you, Graydon? Let's go I, ahead and wrap this up. Honestly, I got a wild take, but uh, I have to put Deltarune above Life is Strange. So wow. I, it really falls on you, Emmett. Oh, I mean, and I say wait, this only because, yeah. like, in all respect to Don't Nod and everybody, like, it's just because I don't have the emotional connection to Life is Strange music yet. It may change me within a month. All right, Josh, I see you typing. You putting some tracks in? I or am. Track? Oh. All right, make it happen, Captain. Yes. This is not the one I wanted. Oh, damn. Still got <laughs> stuff from it. I didn't realize Lena Rain's in here, too. Wow. You're really all over the world. <laughs> Oh, wait. Oh, hold the fuck up. Yeah, okay, this is not there. Because I was wait. like, wait a second. This isn't Delta Rune. All right, here we go. Oh, oh that God. Was... It's because I did the whole thing. All right, hold up. Let me just stop it. All right, now. <laughs> you can't stop the beat. I know there's a there's a command to, like, just clear the cue so it just, like, goes to the next one, but I forgot what it was. So let me put your link back in. Give me a second here. Boom. Oh, you did it. Thank you. See, I can I can tell the artistry when I listen to this. I can tell that making this was really hard. Okay, that's very fucking involved. Mm. Huh. <laughs> Ooh, fuck! <laughs> it's like a freaking Sonic the Hedgehog boss fight. Yeah, it's like doing some wavy shit that I didn't know was possible. Like Mega Man. Mm, yeah. You know what? Y'all are convincing me Delta Rune number two. Y'all are convincing me. I'm not gonna fold and say Knockout City is going anywhere but one, but I can accept Life is... Because at the end of the day, Life is Strange is mostly licensed music that's just used very well. Where Delta Rune, they made all this shit. They put their foot in it, it sounds like. <laughs> they put they foot in it. Put that <laughs> on the box quote. And even more impressive is that Toby Fox who did it, the dude who made Delta Rune. So it's not even like he's, you know, getting other people. Well, he did in a few tracks, but mostly it's mostly it's the dude who made the game is making the music too. And I think that's really rad. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's some that's some shit. Uh, you know what? Let's do it. Let's let's go ahead and make it so. 
Let's have number one, Knockout City, number two, Deltarune, number three, Life is Strange. Anyone want to shoot that down? Have a fight about Life is Strange versus Deltarune? Going once, going twice. Sold to the people who have been up past 2 a.m. All right, let's go. Uh, (laughs) So let's go ahead and type it out here as I organize this. I'm glad we were able to play songs from all of these because I was like, all right, he's going to win. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I'm glad that we got the bot in here. I did not mean to delete that L in Life is Strange because it did not take one this time. Um, so here, here we go. Not three, that's three. Ah, oh, man, talking and typing is kind of difficult when it's this this hour of the night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this was a very fun one. I, I like this one a lot. Um, I would like to be able to do this when we're not... <laughs> up late too late but uh we'll, we'll work on that in the future we'll work on that for the future um but yeah that was really really fun one and let me ununderline everything and so here we go we have our winners best original score slash soundtrack number three life is strange true colors number two deltarune and number one knockout mother fucking city let's go two back-to-back dubs online game and original score love to see it and with that that's the end of your game of the year deliberations for vgu.tv part three uh we will come back to you later with part four now let me say this real quick i'm second i'm i'm thinking i'm second guessing this we went through this pretty quickly i'm surprised i might make game of the year its own separate recording some other time Depending on how long it takes us to get through these other categories we have, we have best perform or we have most, biggest disappointment, best narrative, best original character, and best indie game. We have all those to go through before game of the year. If all of that takes more than two hours, I might save game of the year for later because game of the year is going to be at least an hour, I'm betting. So time will tell on that one, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge later. Uh, for now, I want to thank all of y'all for first off, Thank you all for recording this in the late hours of the night. <laughs> hey, man, always a pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. So and thank you for sitting with me when I'm when the power is out and I'm switching mics all over the place. Hopefully this all comes out fine once uh, Craig's recording. But uh, we'll find out about that very, very soon. Um, so, yeah, thank you all. And uh, thank you all for listening as well. Uh, no housekeeping today. It's just, you know, the usual stuff. Click the links from last episode if you missed that. Uh, and follow us on Twitter and keep up with all of our stuff. Because once uh, next week's episode comes out, right after that is when we're going to start doing, I'm going to start doing the post where I reveal all the winners. And I'll start making the final article for Game of the Year and all that stuff. And some of our personal lists will start coming out as well within the next week after that. So be on the lookout for that. But we're going to actually hop up out of here because we have been recording for a very long time and I can sense the energy being drained. So thank you all once again. I've been Emmett Watkins Jr. Joined here today by Graydon Webb, Josh Miller, and oh, sorry, I don't know why I said Miller like that, uh, and Alan Muir. <laughs> thank you all for joining me again. Uh, you can say a thing if you want to, but I'm not going to make you because it's late. Yeah, I have right, to be up in like two hours, so let's go. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Goodbye. All right. Thank you all for listening. This has been the Players Club Podcast. As I always say, keep it real, keep it trill, and play on player. Peace out. Oh, wow. (laughs) Strong emotions. Great googly moogly.
God damn it. I did not say Google. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> now you did. You can't escape uh, it. Well, now I did. Yeah, but the phone lit up when I said googly moogly. Wait, no, literally, I did say that. Google. Huh. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I caught it. <laughs> also, oh, well. I was, um, I downloaded a Dreamcast emulator. Ooh. Oh. And downloaded uh, World Series Baseball 2, 2K1 and 2K2. God, those <laughs> games are awful. <laughs> more like Dreamcast aside, because it's more it's more of a nightmare. Uh now nah, that one fell all wow. the way apart. I don't wow. love any of that. God, start the fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll we'll go ahead and kick the show off, and I'll explain as we go. All right, so <laughs> here we go. I was recording for that. Oh, that was good. It. I'm putting that clip at the end of the podcast. Uh, all right, here we go. 